0: Welcome back, Barbarians. We're back with another episode of the Blue Collar Barbarians podcast brought to you by the Blue Collar Barbarians Network, your new network for savages. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited. I get to introduce you to a new friend of mine. His name is Spencer Lewis. This guy's a former Green Beret, He's an ODA guy kind of thing. He's uh owner of a um, sports and nutrition company, makes some of the sickest apparel, makes an incredible product. Um, Spencer Lewis. Thank you so much for your time today, brother. I've been looking forward to this uh since we we nailed it down the other day.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked. Thanks for having me on here, brother.
0: Of course, man. Um I I want to clarify for our audience something really quick because uh this show I feel like people get away with they forget sometimes maybe why we started this show and uh I really want to hammer down that I am trying to bring, I'm not trying, I'm bringing guests to the table from all walks of life, right. From all communities, from the guy that worked at a grocery store, which is today's like ironically just released today, uh, for seven years, worked at a grocery store and then decided I want to change, got into wild tech, started building rock crawlers. and Then he started working as a pipe fitter for the union to literal James Bond type characters like Luke Kennedy that's coming down the like, that's coming down the pipeline to uh silver star recipients, then to even ODA guys and owners of companies. I, I want to bring a variety of people that understand grit, that understand tenacity, that understand hard work, to understand discipline. And so it when you say like you're excited, dude, it's my honor to be able to share your story with these people because there's not enough mindset being preached. Like, no mm-hmm. matter, and we're just going to come right out the gate, spitting fire for the audience this episode. No, no matter where you are in life, where you are in your career, no, ma- no matter where you're trying to go, it all starts with getting your mind right and getting your mind in gear to be able to do what you want and to accomplish those big dreams that seem impossible or make that money that doesn't seem real or whatnot. It all starts with getting your
1: mind right. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that, ma'am Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't do anything without being fully committed, which takes mental strength. Um, yeah. Like you, you, you have to be completely dedicated and committed and to to building that mental resiliency for whatever task that is, you know, whether it's, going into special forces or Navy SEALs, or I'm going to start my own company. Those wow. bo- Both of those things are very different, but at the same time, they're very similar because it takes being mentally tough because it's going to be hard. It's going to be a long road. It's going to be very, 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 very hard. There's going to be 99 things that come up trying to push you off that path that you're trying to do, and then you have to find that one thing that keeps you going. And usually that one thing is like that peer, it's very simple. Just that dream that you want to to achieve and, and you're not willing to quit. You're almost, I, I like to say this about myself, man. I'm just too, I'm too um, ignorant to quit. Um, I haven't, I haven't quit. I've never quit anything. And um, this past weekend on Saturday, I did a 50 mile run. It was my very first ultra marathon. Um I'd never done one before. When I was in the army I I said that when I get out of the army I'm never going to run again. Um but my the way that I've trained my mentality and the the amount of work that I've put into into my mental game um it doesn't allow for me to get out of the military when I was doing something hard to just sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? That's not my mentality. So that's why I I I did this 50 mile ultra, and I'm 230 pounds. You look at me, and and you'd be like, dude, you can't, you're not, you're not a runner. But if I didn't commit to that 50 mile ultra, and then when I got there, understand that this is not just physical. This is going to be a mental battle, right? I'm pretty sure I've been through a lot of stuff right now, um, or I've been through a lot of stuff in my past, to where this specific task, me moving my feet one in front of the other for 50 miles. I know that I'm capable of doing that, but I know that my mind is not like going to be okay with that. And by mile 30, 40, 45, all I'm going to want to do is quit. And am I going to let that mental weakness, you know, make me quit? Or am I actually going to, to like, just actually buckle down because I have made all of these inputs to my mental game. That's what's going to come up in my head, dude. That's what did come up in my head. I'm like, I put all this work in. Why am I feeling so sorry for myself right now? We've got 20 more miles to go. Like, there is no quitting. And the only way that I was able to do that is because of all the inputs that I did when I was in the army, when I was a kid, pushing through those mental barriers that were coming up in my my life at that moment to to set myself up for that moment right there, that 50 miles. When I'm at mile 35 and I'm like, dude, my body's cramping up. I don't want to keep going. I'm hungry. Nobody's telling me I have to do this. (laughs) This is me. This is me challenging myself. And and really that the reason why I did it was to challenge myself mentally. It wasn't because, oh, I wonder if I can move 50 miles. It was I want to challenge myself mentally because 50 miles sounds pretty scary in my head. Let's, let's go after it. Let's go do it.
0: Dude. And what you're saying though, that, I mean, incredible, incredible, by the way, uh, I followed along on that. Congratulations. That is Thank such, you, bro. that's a, that's badass. It's inspiring. Uh, ironically, what you don't know is, uh, I have been on this weight loss journey for the last two years. I lost 110 pounds. Um, in the specifically since 2022 and that's awesome. I actually bro. Thank, <laughs> that's thank so you. Awesome. Thank you. Just reclaiming back my life, man. Just trying to get, yeah. trying to get back and get right. And it's been a journey, bro. It's been a journey, but uh, I, this summer well, I was, I've been training hard for a year and a half or so, but this summer uh, is when I really started, I've seen you around and what you were doing around, but this summer I really started dialing into different things and you were training for this, I believe but you Mm -hmm. were running and doing different things. And some of your messaging, why you were running is actually why I personally started following you. So you actually inspired me to where um, I didn't do 50 granted, Mm -hmm. but uh, I just ran the other day uh, about maybe two weeks ago. Now I ran five miles for the first time since being on the green Corps. Like I just set the treadmill at 5.1 and I said, I'm just going to keep going. And it was what, you're talking about about like just one step one step one step like Mm -hmm. that's all it was and I just wouldn't I hurt my back hurt my body hurt I I haven't done this but I just kept going and I think a lot of what people don't understand when you're saying you're running that 50 miles this isn't a like I can't I wonder if I can do 50 miles this is Mm -hmm. a I'm going to crush every doubt I have in my mind about myself and prove that I still have it. I mean, you come from a, and this is a perfect segue here, right? You come from a community where it's do it or don't like Mm -hmm. you either got it or you don't period the end. There's Mm -hmm. no in between and there's times in life, which I know culture shocking is so soft right now and it's disgusting is disgusting, but There's times in life to stretch your mind. You actually need to do something to suffer. You need to intentionally put yourself through adversity and through a place where your mind wants to quit and then get to a spot where you run your mind. Where Even Mm -hmm. though your mind's arguing with you saying, don't do this or this hurts or that hurts or what have you, you still quit. You still push. You still whatever, right? So that being said, um, let's dive into your background because this is just a perfect kind of parlay here.
1: Can you, can you give us a little rundown of- Yeah. So I uh I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. Um I grew up an athlete man. I, I was playing basketball, football, baseball by the time I was probably six years old. Um you know, a couple of years later uh they start developing these um summer basketball teams. Where you get to travel around and and you get to go to all these places i mean a u basketball was it was like kind of being built um as I was coming up as a kid and so um I spent my summers playing basketball um and then transitioning right into football season um and then right into basketball season baseball season. I did that um up until uh up until I graduated um but i had a I had a life changing thing when I was in high school, um, we lost everything. We had, a um, our apartment burnt down. And, and so that was, that was kind of the big, a big part in my life where, where I had to grow up. Um, just having to start over from scratch with everything. Um, it, it was, it was rough. And, and that kind of took me down, took me down a road that, um, was really hard to get out of, and that was drugs. Um, This is when, you know, I got introduced to uh, marijuana. This is when I got introduced to um, drinking, um, all sorts of other stuff, and and I started hanging out with the wrong crowd, but I I kept up because I was a natural-born athlete. I kept up with my athletics, and I kept playing sports, Uh, but when I wasn't playing sports, I was doing was doing the wrong thing um luckily I did I I managed to not have anything on my record no run-ins with the police or anything like that um so I graduated high school with a um, I signed a walk-on letter to Nebraska to play football that's Um, incredible I was I was um class a all-state wide receiver uh, my senior year and um I had an awesome year um so i signed that walk on contract um and then you know you graduate high school and now it's like all right you're kind of on your own and dude when i got to be on my own that's really when shit went south um i won't go too deep into it cuz that's definitely another podcast but i screwed up that that opportunity um i let the bad people Bad things, drugs, selling drugs, get in the way, and I screwed that up. So when I uh, realized that I needed to make a change, um, I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join the military." I mean, I knew that I was gonna join the military. My dad, um, he was in the Air Force for 23 years, so I grew up seeing what that lifestyle was like. Um, what he was doing in the Air Force uh, was not combat related. It was not a combat arms. It was Uh, honestly, um, not nerdy, but very tech savvy. Um, So completely different what my life was, but I saw that there was a structure and I saw there was some discipline and I saw how my dad was after being in the military for 20 years. And I also saw the life that he was living. And I was like, you know what? I know that'll get me on the right track. And I went to the uh, recruiting station and at the recruiting station, they have um, you know, they have the Navy and the next door, the Marines, you know, uh, they have the army next door. And so I went to the Navy. Um, they told me no, cause I had half sleeve tattoos at the time. Um, uh, the Marines told me no, cause I had half sleeve tattoos. Um, and so I walked over to the next door to the army and, and obviously they didn't care that I had tattoos. And so I started the process with that. Um, I went into the army with an 11 x-ray contract, um but first I had to get clean. Um, I don't want to leave that out. Like I didn't, it wasn't just like, all right, hey, you know, I want to go. And now, no, I had to pay for those consequences of the bad decisions that I was making early on in life. And so I had to wait until I could get clean and then pass the drug test and and enlist. Um, So I left in uh, March of 2014 is when I uh, left for the army. Um, I went to um, Fort Benning. For infantry, uh, one station unit training for infantry training. Did that, uh, I went into the army with an 11 x-ray contract, meaning you don't have, you're going into a combat arms, but you could be given either infantry or a mortarman. So you could be an 11 Bravo or you could be an 11 Charlie. Um, At the end of basic, I got assigned um, an 11 Bravo, so infantryman. Um, I was going to go to Schofield Barracks, which is in Hawaii, but a week before we graduated, the drill sergeants came um, to our platoon and they asked, hey, does anybody want to go to um, airborne school? And I didn't have an airborne contract. Obviously, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to be a ranger. I wanted to be a Green Beret. I wanted to go Delta Force. That's That was my my road where I wanted to go. Um, so I raised my hand. I was like, hell yeah, dude, I want, I want an airborne contract. And I know that'll take me away from going to Hawaii, but at least I will be in a, an elite, an elite level unit to what my knowledge was. And that would be something like the 82nd airborne or something like that. Um, so I raised my hand. He's like, all right, all you guys, um, that want airborne contracts tomorrow, you guys are going to compete. You're doing a PT test and whoever scores the highest." Um, I only have two slots, so the top two people are going to get, um, slots to airborne school. And so the next morning, um, I put everything into that PT test and, um, I got that airborne contract. Um, so that's incredible, dude. Dude, everything is, everything is a competition. I don't know what, everything. I don't know what makes people think that, that, that you're not competing, but, you know, we see it all the time, bro, on, on social media, like, yes, I 100% agree. You're you're competing against yourself. I have that locked in. I'm always going to be competing myself. But I'm also competing with other people that I think are, like, on my similar level. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and I see them do something, and I'm like, damn, I wonder if I could do that. You know what I mean? Um, so I got I, – I, I did very well in that PT test. Um, I went to airborne school a couple weeks later. Graduated that. And then I shipped off to uh, the 82nd and um, I got there. I was 19 years old and um, there was a bunch of dudes that had been fighting for 14 years. Um, I was, I had no idea what um, their life actually really was like until I got there. And I I started to see and hear the stories and talk to them. And um, that, that made me feel uh, very left out because this was 2015 by the time I got there early 2015 and um there was no deployment on on the on the docket there was there was no trips coming up there was nothing and so it was this whole scenario was just a bunch of dudes that were talking about what they did and and how they were all so much more badass and oh you're a you know can I cuss on you yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. You're 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 a pussy because you haven't gone to war. You know, um, you you haven't done shit yet. That's all I was surrounded with, and I was like, okay, well, what could I do right now that would set me apart, get me one level above these guys um, without being able to go to war? Because for those of you that are listening, you don't get to choose when you go to war. You get y- your unit. You get assigned. So uh there's no volunteer I mean there's there's none of that you you get told when you're going to go all right so if I if we don't if my unit does not have a deployment coming up then that means that I can't I can't deploy I can't go shoot bad dudes right so what can I do now I can go to ranger school I know I could do something like that because all these dudes around here right now they don't have the ranger tabs they're all you know they're all getting on me because they've been to combat but none of them are volunteering to go to ranger school, which is which is really hard. So I'm gonna do that, and so um, volunteered for ranger school. Came back at 19 years old um, as a private. I was a private first class with a ranger tab. Dude, no you kidding. can't you can't mess you cannot mess with that in that unit. If you are if you are willing to be an 18, 19, 20 year old kid and you volunteer to go do one of the h- hardest schools that the army, you know, has to offer, which is ranger school, dude, you, you're going to, you're going to go far. And, um, that was, that was very, very obvious to me. I was like, okay, I need to set myself apart. Let me go get my ranger tab, come back. And then, um, once I got a little taste of that brother, I, that's when I took off. Um, I had been in the army for six months before going to ranger school, came back and. Um, So I graduated Ranger School October of um, 2015, and then um, I had got selected in Special Forces Assessment Selection in October 2016. So less than a year later, I'm gone.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So you, a year into your career, got a Ranger cap, which is like one in a million. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that's just not something people do. And, you know, you were talking about, uh, I think our audience needs to understand as well. um, Maybe to me, this makes sense and maybe people don't know, but you're talking about in 2014 when things have essentially winded down. It's kind of a, not that they're down, but deployment tempo is certainly not. It was what it was like when I was in an 08 and 09 and 10 where like, every six months, you're gone. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Like when I joined, for example, like I knew I was going to war. It's just like, win, right? Yeah. Whereas when you joined, it's like certain people are still going to war, but, you know, and you're, so when you're seniors, I guess, and this is for our audience, the, the people that he's talking about, his senior is leadership, if you will, leadership. They are a bunch of crusty old dudes that, Have been to combat or pretend to, depending on who we're talking about, pretend to have been in combat and are, they got a chip on their shoulder. So any of these new guys that are coming in post Operation Tempo being aggressive and every other year being deployed, they treat like shit. And Mm -hmm. so... What you did is incredible because you just refuse to not be dynamic. You're like, okay, well, if I can't control like the fact that I haven't deployed and earn your respect, then I'm going to go this way to earn your respect. And I'm going to set myself up to be undeniable. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I demanded. And, I found out what I needed to do in order to get that respect. And dude, you said it. You explained my mentality perfectly. You said, well, we're not going to combat, but these guys are. So, and those guys were Green Berets, you know, um, Ranger Regiment, Tier 1, Tier 2 operators that were still going. And so, exactly like you said, I know that we're not going to go. So, if I want to be, if I want to do stuff, these guys are doing it. All right, that's where I need to go. I need to go that route. And that's exact. That was my mindset. I'm like, how do I get from here to All right, I'm on the team that's actually going and doing stuff. And so that's why that's why I volunteered to go to Ranger School so early. And and like you said, that's very unheard of because so many people are scared to just volunteer. They and this this is this is so relatable with everything in life, but So many people think that you have to know everything about Ranger School before going to Ranger School. I didn't know anything about Ranger School, but I volunteered and I went to Ranger School and I passed because you just need to go and you will figure it out when you get there. Just like with starting a business, just like with starting your fitness journey, you don't know anything, but you're going to figure it out and you're just going to take it one day at a time. And that's that was it. Dude. That, that was my mindset. Just one day at a time, one task at a time until I get to war. And that's exactly that. That is. Yeah, I got there finally in at the end of 2019, 2020. But it was it was just when I got there, dude, I sat here and I thought about how the past five or six years of me doing all this training to get here, I I didn't think I was actually going to be able to do it, you know? Um, But that, that vision that I had when I was a private, just getting in the army at 2014, it took me five or six years to make that thought, that vision and that I want to do this. It took me that long to actually make it a reality.
0: Yeah. And that, but so you manifest that, and mm-hmm. you just kept working for it Re- real or not you just worked for it and then let's talk about going to selection a year and that's also pretty incredible for i mean there's people that have done it right mm-hmm. you're not the first but yeah. it's still an extremely expedited process a lot of guys it used to be at least when i was in and and maybe you could correct me but you, you actually had to deploy before you could go to like a selection at at one point in time, I think, or you were supposed to, it was kind of like a, you have to spend some time. You've had to have been in combat or been on a combat deployment or something as an infantryman or something like that before you could go. Now the Marine Corps is, granted, different than the Army. And when we, our selection is, was kind of different. There's four guys, what MARSOC guys now, but, um, Mm -hmm. and when I was getting out, that was kind of just getting started. So those were like, almost special missions guys. There were, there were force recon guys, which very few people got dead. It was just select guys. that then you had, you went through brutal torture and then, then you made it right. And then mm-hmm. those guys, even them, they weren't necessarily like your ODAs that, that would be like certain direct, direct action or special minutes mission units within force recon that did stuff like when, I'm trying to remember like around the time that I went in, whereas now like there's a selection process and anybody can screen, but it used to be a kind of a kind
1: of a private members, closed club. Right. Um, So they have, uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with 18 x-ray?
0: Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Contract so,
1: thing. so this is, this is a, this is a contract that the army formed to where you can come from the street and go, um, into special forces. So, um, but you had to have certain test scores and things like that. Um, but yeah, dude, with this 18 X-ray, I don't know exactly when it was founded or whatever. It was already there when I joined. Um, so, but you could literally 18 X-ray, if you got the test scores, um, like your GT score on your ASVAB, if you got the, the test scores that you needed and there was an 18 X-ray contract, you could find yourself, you know, coming in, um, into the army. I think. I think, I think you did have to be 21 years old though. There was a certain age limit anyways. Um, but to answer your question, it wasn't a requirement that you had some sort of, but you definitely, um, you can definitely tell that, uh, that is, that is going to help you out if you have some, some combat experience, but really what they're looking for is, is leadership experience um that was that that was the biggest thing, and then obviously if uh you know this guy is has gone ten deployments and he 's at the selection, but he treats everybody like shit i don 't really care that you have ten deployments you 're not a team yeah. player you don't i don't, i don't want you on my team, but then you 'll have this eighteen x ray kid never been to combat but is willing to literally do anything and everything to just be a team player that is going to be an awesome green beret and that dude is the one that gets selected if they make it through, you know, the whole selection. So, it's it doesn't matter um as far as like what what experience you have or anything like that to to at least attempt to go to selection.
0: Yeah. Well, Okay, well, so I stand corrected then. I, that's just my lack of knowledge on that process. But either way, to 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 make it through selection, year into your thing, especially not coming in on a contract and to, just to earn your stripes, essentially,
2: mm-hmm.
0: by clawing your way to the top, by taking advantage of, like, I'll volunteer for this, and then I'll volunteer for that, and then let's do yeah. this. Like, you built yourself into a candidate, if you will, that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you set yourself up for success. That's what you did. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know, and and they call it selection for a reason, right? And this is more for our audience. Like, you gotta once you pass selection, then you have what? Q course.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> and, then and that, I, that's I, a whole and, nother and, thing, right? Getting in the pipeline.
1: Yeah. So, um, back to how I set myself up for success. Um, I was also under the same understanding as you. Um, is that like, hey. You're going to get a better look if you have some combat experience. But I set myself up by going to ranger school and going into selection so they can look back at my record and see like, hey, this dude volunteered to go to ranger school and got his tab within six months. He's dedicated and he finishes the job that he says he's going to get done. Those two things I think are huge. Um, But yeah, so uh, went through through selection. Uh, It was 21 days. Um, It was is a kick in the ass for sure. Um anybody will tell you that. Um yeah. but then after selection, um I got assigned um uh, eighteen eighteen Bravo, which is a special forces weapon sergeant. And what my job to break it down easy is um I teach foreign and domestic units on um weapons and tactics. So um, if we're going over to another country um, like Afghanistan, if we go to Afghanistan, I'm going to be training those Afghan um, Afghanistan units, whether they're, um, you know, a guerrilla force, whether they're civilians that are wanting to take up arms or or they're a part of their government. Uh, we'll go over there and, and we'll teach them and we'll train um, and get them up to the standard that we need them to. And then we will actually go out and fight with them um, advising them, um, and helping them out because at the end of the day, uh, we are just there to advise them, um, on how to, you know, take control of their country and, and get it back from, from bad people. That's, that's really to break it down, you know, nice and simple. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I loved, I love being a Bravo, um, just being around weapons, um, and learning about that stuff. I, it was very, very, very um, intriguing to me. I had never shot, I never shot a gun prior to um, prior to being in the military. So once I got it's insane, yeah, once I got selected and I got this, um, you know, weapons job, it was like you know, I was living in, I was living in a dream. But the selection is twenty one days, but the qualification course, the Q course, is two. It was two years long, and that was a that was a very long process. Um, so, you want me to go through just kind of little little phases by that, or?
0: Sure, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Yeah. Uh Just what, whatever's relative to.
1: Yeah. So your I started mindset. out. I started out um, in a basic leader course. That was my first phase, and then we did um, introduction to unconventional warfare. And um, all these phases are, you know, between one month to two months long, and then uh, sometimes six months. But we had introduction to unconventional warfare, and then we had small unit tactics, uh, learning patrolling, and then we went to SEER, which is a survival school. Um, so if you're ever taken as a prisoner of war, then um, they're teaching you uh, the tactics and in, in some things that did and didn't work to prior Um Individuals that that were captured and their stories, and then after that, um, you actually go into a six month block of learning your job. What are you going to be um, doing specifically on that special forces team as an individual? Uh, you do that, and then um, you go into uh, it's called Robin Sage, which is you're taking everything that you've learned up to that point, and you're um, bringing it all together for. A four week exercise. And so I got assigned weapons, but there are guys that got assigned demolition, medical communications um, that essentially make up the team. They're going to bring all of us together and have us do a month long exercise together, operating as a legit special forces team. Um, So that was a very, very good experience. And then after that, um, you go straight into six months of language. And I, learned, I I got assigned Portuguese because I was going down to seventh special forces group and our area of operation um our primary one is is South and Central America. So um I finished that, I graduated in 2017 or 18. And then I went to um seventh group, and um that's when that's when the work really started the the selection part the the qualification part that's like now that you can kind of take a take a look back at it, that was not necessarily the easy part, but it was the easier part. Um, what the hard part is is, yeah, you earn that green beret, but when you're on a team, you have to you have to earn that every single day, and you have to keep earning it. You don't get to just show up there and, and be like, Hey, I graduated selections, graduated Q course, I was top of my class, I was honor grad. Now now like now I'm good. Now it's Cush. That is that is so far from the fucking truth it's not even funny. And so when you get there, that's when uh that's when the real work starts. And and that's that's really what I look forward to.
0: And and I'll, I'll say this. Um, one of our mutual friends said, that, "I mean, you were a master class at doing your job at teaching people the way that you would, you would grace, uh, working with like local populations and stuff like that, and instructing them. They said that you were just an absolute master class at what you did. Like very, very good. You care. You're very detail attention to detail." Um, so, I mean, that speaks to what you're doing now with alpha country as well, which we'll get into in a second, but, um, I I think it's incredible that people don't understand that just because you make it somewhere in life doesn't mean you've made it. Like Mm -hmm. uh, when, when you start winning and winning at scale, it requires a different level of operation daily. I think some people think that you like can win or achieve something and then, okay, cool, now I can come up for air and let off the gas. And I think that's where a lot of us, I mean, I'm guilty of this in certain aspects of life, but like, that's where a lot of us fuck it up because you do, you, you let off the gas pedal because like, oh, I, I achieved this and mm-hmm. now I can become complacent. But I mean, when you're talking about running with seventh group, in, like, these guys expect you to be that same level of competitor every day when you show up to work, every mm-hmm. single fucking day. And then they're also going to, I mean, you got, I believe, Kyle Morgan, one of the legends, He's he se- started at 7th yeah. group, didn't he? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I
0: mean, you got Warriors.
1: He started in the 82nd. He started in the 82nd just like me, went to 7th group. Well, I started in the 82nd just like him. I went to 7th <laughs> group just like him. And then, obviously, he he progressed on forward after that.
0: Yeah, which is like, so, I mean, you got – these guys know that and that, that mm-hmm. that's their lineage. And if you're going to be a part of that, there's a operational tempo and capability and professionalism. Like I know that in the military, we do a lot of drinking and partying and we kind of have our click. And once you make it, I mean, sure, you've made it to a certain point, but you still have to be at the tip of the spear. You're, mm-hmm. you're still not just a regular infantryman anymore. You're not a you have to have a standard that you operate at that's above everybody else. You can't just claim the title because you got a different color braid now. It's like I gotta live that, and and somebody mm-hmm. like you, where your entire story before that is earn it, earn it, earn it. I don't think you would respect yourself if you did let off the gas because you wouldn't feel like. You've, I mean, everything about your story is progression, aggressive action, taking risks, mm-hmm. not being afraid to try, not being afraid to fail, not that you did, but that you weren't afraid to, if that's mm-hmm. what it came down to. And I don't think that people, like, this is the mindset thing, people realize that that type of thing is built. Like, I, once I build this, it doesn't mean that I've established where I can be comfortable and just... I've made it. This is how I'll always be. No, this is now my baseline. Like, I'm going to operate at this level in everything I do. Period. Mm-hmm. The end.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. And if
1: you, dude, you would see, because, you know, from time to time, you would have a guy either show up or he's already there that has that exact mindset that he's better than everybody else. But at the, but, when you really break it down, we all have our green beret, you know, we're, we're yeah. all at the same, at the same level field. But um, this guy that thinks like that, dude, he gets passed around from team to team to team to team to team. Cause he's just this booger on the wall that, you know, we're just going to keep passing around. And, yeah. you know, one of the biggest things that, that you had hit on earlier um, that I wanted to retouch on was, the, the expectation when you are on a special forces team, um, it's so high. I mean, like you, there is no option to quit. So, for an example, um, my first couple months there, we sent, um, a guy to a, a school. He quit that school. He never showed back up to our team. He was kicked off. So, this mentality that quitting is even an option i cannot i can't um, i can't relate to that because yeah. if you where i come from if you quit you're <laughs> you are going to be known as a quitter and where i come from reputation is everything and so you quit dude you're you're at the you're at the bottom and good luck trying to um get away from that. Um now there are people that have quit and changed themselves and and did that but let's be honest here majority of the time those people that quit they end up never recovering from that. And How and they good. live in they How live good, in this yeah. regret. Yeah, they live in this regret man that of quitting and every time they talk about that thing that they quit they're constantly having to make up excuses. In order to to just tell themselves that it's okay that they quit. But that person that's listening to you explain your stories and give you ex- give the excuses that you have, dude in the back of their mind they're thinking that you're a bitch. They're thinking that you're a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't want to say it. But when you walk away, don't don't expect them not to be talking shit about you.
0: And by you quit. the way, yeah, and you did it to yourself.
1: Like yeah, stop you quit. being
0: a vic- stop being a victim. Like mm-hmm. you gave up. Like now, if you failed. That's feedback right get yeah, better exactly adapt ad- improvise adapt come back and make adjustment and correct course like uh, listen i, I want to be clear that failing is part of the process like that uh, mm-hmm. you got you know when you were just talk about the 50 mile thing at the beginning of the show like there, there's a level there where you run yourself
2: to failures that you mm-hmm. know you can keep going like, like that is part of it but quitting however they i
0: I I'm at the point where I, maybe I don't care about what other people think, but I couldn't respect myself.
2: Dude, like on this exactly. weight loss journey.
0: On this weight loss journey, like uh, you know, I told you 110 pounds down or whatnot and this or that. But like if I was to get three weeks into this and only lose five pounds and then be like unfortunately I just I don't got the the intestinal fortitude to stick with this plan and to get my life back. And I'm just going to accept that I'm going to be 375 fucking pounds. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would ever be able to look in the mirror again. I just full transparency. I don't think that if I, because I'm always going to know looking in the mirror that I'm a soft and weak motherfucker. Like I'm Mm -hmm. always going to know that there's an with on the other side of work is a result that I could have done. But I was too scared to try or to see it through, like I was too fucking weak. I, I couldn't live with it. And and the problem is, is that that is being told to people like, it's okay, <laughs> like it's okay to be weak. It's okay. Like, listen, I'm not saying that everybody needs to be a seventh group guy or everybody yeah. needs to go on a weight loss journey and lose a hundred pounds. That's not what I'm saying. But what I. You do absolutely need to build resilience in your life and you need to build a a version of yourself that when the world around you crumbles or when life serves you shit, you can adapt and move on, that you can Mm -hmm. survive. And more importantly,
2: and, and this is more especially about what you've accomplished, right? Like other people need to look at you and know it's possible. You know, like, yeah. They look yeah. at
0: Spencer Lewis and they say, Hey man, that kid walked on to college football and then fucked it up, however he fucked it up, got involved with drugs, this, that. But mm-hmm. then he got clean. He went into mm-hmm. the military. No, there's no way he's gonna ever be anything in the military. Like yeah, the army's gonna chew him up and spit him out. And then holy shit, he's a he went to airborne school, he went to get his jump wings right out of right out of school or right out of boot camp and then wait, what? Now he's a ranger? He's got a ranger? T- what? He went to selection? Like, there's people that you don't know, or people that you haven't met yet, even more mm-hmm. important, that mm-hmm. need to know that somebody like us, a fucking, up, a fuck up, a, a, yep. a degenerate, a whatever, a label it whatever you want, can do this. Mm-hmm. That you could change your life. Like, that's an inspiring story, dude. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to step on you. I just I just really want people to understand that the validity here, like you have to be strong. If mm-hmm. not for you, then for other people.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I uh you know, I have a seven year old son. Um he's gonna turn no. seven this year. And he was at he was at the fifty mile race um with me on Saturday. And dude just 24 hours following that race what he saw me go through and how he saw me finish it um that feeling that he got coming through the finish line with me with his dad well i know that that's going to stick with him and and i know he may not understand it right now but i know that a seven-year-old boy that gets to see his dad do something like that um that's going to, I'm going to see those effects. I may not be seeing them right now, but I am going to see those effects uh, with what is mo- most important to me in life, and that's my kids. What I'm doing right now, is, it does matter. Same with everybody on here that's listening. You don't have to have kids, but there's somebody that may look up to you or that is around you um, that, that look up to you and, and see you as a leader like my son does when he looks at me. And and it's very, very, very important for all of us out here to be setting a good example and to be challenging ourselves to, to go and chase something and do something that 90% of people make up excuses and, and shit like that because they're scared to go do. You go do that because that is going to leave a long lifetime effect on whoever saw that. Whoever saw you, whether it's your kids, your friends, your family members, anything, saw you do that thing that you and everybody else thought you couldn't do when they see you accomplish that do you that is that is the most powerful thing in my opinion that that you could you know spend your time doing, and, and that's doing something to affect those around you in a positive way. It's the hardest thing to do because it's very you know um it's not typical. But if you're truly trying to have an effect and a very big, powerful message and you're trying to be that positive, positive influence, there's no way for you to accomplish that without doing some hard shit or else everybody would be able to do this. You know what I mean? Everybody would be able to you know, motivate and inspire and, and get all this success if it was, if it was just as easy as talking about it. But doing it, losing 110 pounds, that's the type of shit that you do. And you and you actually um, live out you saying, "I want to do something with my life. I want to do something that's hard. I want to do something that's meaningful. I want to be somebody." All right, well, you got to start taking some action, homie, or else you're just you're just no, somebody that talks, likes to talk. And there's a lot of talkers. Mm-hmm. A yes. lot of talkers. Yeah, my this whole, my whole perfect- career, my whole career, man, I saw nothing but talking. Everybody was yeah. talking all the time. Nobody was doing anything. And so all those people that were talking all the time, I just left them in the dust. And I know this may sound like, you know, I don't know, arrogant or cocky or whatever dude, but you have to have this chip on your shoulder in order to to get anywhere. You have to because I've never met I've I've met some absolute legends, I've met some absolute heroes, and they may be the nicest people um in front of you. They may they may not even cuss, they may not they might may not do anything that you think is bad. But when you see them in their element chasing after what they're – dude, you would think that that dude is is insane because he's, he's on it and he's going to accomplish it. So those are the type of people that, that I was around, bro. And nothing can stand
0: in your way. You were surrounded by people that expected that of you and the people that lived that. What was that – what did that do for you? Because that sets you up – and this is kind of transitioning into – surviving in the a soft world and you know in a little bit of building discipline and and stuff like that so what does that do for a guy
2: yeah like so being around I'll, the uh, uh, expectation of excellence specifically right
1: yeah um first off right now like the standard is is soft and um not not to get too political or anything, but I think you and you and I both agree on this. Um, you know, with the last twenty years of being at war, um our strongest men specifically have been at war. Um and a lot of a lot of weakness that was like hanging around while that was going on going on is has now taken over, in my opinion. Um yeah. that's that I, I truly I truly do do believe that. But When I was around those people, man, um, there was no, like, you're always asking yourself, like, what, what, what should I do next? What can I do next? What, what can I, what can I do that's going to challenge me, but also bring like an asset to my team and um, seeing, being around that mentality, um, watching guys go to these schools and watching guys go do these things that are, um, that are really hard, accomplishing them. Even though they've already got their green beret, they're still pushing themselves to go do this next thing, or they go to the next level and they're at a tier one unit. Um, Being around that dude, it leaves you with no option, but to either um, get out of there and because this is like not, this is not my type of shit or to join the team and start doing it yourself. You have two options because nobody's going to let you just be that gray man. And just hang around and not, you know, not choose whether I'm going to do hard shit or, or not do anything. Like, you have to make a decision. And um, that goes for anything in life. I feel like any team um, that has a standard that is higher than the normal one is going to wipe out any other team that it, even if if they have 10, 10 individuals on that team that have that high standard, that have that... Um, I don't, I can't accept just, you know, normal, just accept this. All right. I wake up nine to five, the normal average life. They can't accept that. Those 10 people that are exceeding the standard will beat a team of a hundred average people any day, anytime, anywhere. In my opinion, those 10 savages versus these hundred average people, dude, I'll take those 10 savages all day long because I know that. They're not going to quit, and they're not like if there was a battle, if there was a fight of these ten operators versus a hundred you know infantrymen, those ten operators know how to work together, and they will find a way to beat the hundred you know average people right here and so that's that's what I chose to do. I chose to surround myself with those ten people out of a hundred that wanted to do something with themselves. And I attached myself to them, and I started seeing my life completely change, because now you're not alone now you have these other people that have gone and accomplished bigger things than than you have bigger things that you thought you have, and now they can guide you into that There's this misconception with with um people that have done a lot of stuff, especially in the military space and that's really all that I know because that's what I you know obviously was doing with my life um, there's a misconception that These people that are very, very, very highly experienced and skilled don't want to teach you what they know. And a perfect example is Kyle Morgan, who spent 20 plus years in the army, getting to the absolute top of the level, top of the food chain. Guess what he's doing now? He is teaching civilians and and those that are following in his path. He's teaching those people how to do it, you know? And that's, that to me was um, what I wanted to be like. I I wanted to be, I was around those leaders. I was seeing how they were conducting business and that's who I wanted to follow up and be like. So when I got out of the army, that, that was, I took all of that shit that I saw between those men and I brought it to the civilian world. And um, dude, it's, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to build. You know, I'm trying to build a team and in, in a community of something that's very similar to that mindset that I had, um, and it's fucking hard because. Yeah. Well, let me say this anyone. too,
0: dude. Let me, let me. Well, you found one. Yeah, sign me yeah, up, yeah. Dude. Sign, sign me up. We'll take them one at a time. Sign me up. I'm in. Um, let's take a, a step back for a second because you just said something like. I got two things on that. So you said this. There's this misconception that people don't want to teach you. I I 100% agree with you that on that part specifically, though. I I almost feel like that's taught to us. We're lied to about that because people don't want you to learn from successful people's stories anymore. Like I think Mm -hmm. that there's such a level of mediocrity being pushed. This is just my opinion. Mm In this country and in culture right now that they don't want you to think that people out there want to see you succeed or are willing to teach you in fact um i gotta be honest like i think i was taught that you know like you gotta figure it out or you don't really want it like it was almost a don't ask questions culture figure it out for your fucking self or you didn't earn it and Mm -hmm. What I have learned is kind of what you're talking about is actually the real fucking savages, not just the storytime savages, but the real savages are masterclass teachers because Mm -hmm. that, and this is the part two of what I was saying is like, I think that there's a, how do you really master something? You teach it. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing to understand something and to do it. It's an entirely another thing to be able to teach how to do what you do. Because you have Mm -hmm. to be able to not only understand, let's just say in your case, weapons and tactics, but then you have to figure out, okay, like, I know that this rifle does this, or this pistol does this, and this platform is capable, blah, 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 blah. And I know that CQB or whatever, insert whatever kind of training you're trying to teach them, or guerrilla warfare tactics or whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. I know that I can do ambush points and this and that, but can I communicate? what i know at a different level that other people can retain and master that other people can then not only master but be as effective and good as me right
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: if not better because there's this bullshit hype around like oh they're gonna take my job well good because the yeah. truth is if i do my job and i teach you you should beat me every time because you're younger at the game. You're hungrier than I am. You got all the things going for you that I didn't because like full transparency. So like for me, I'm a crane operator now, right? Or I was, I'm in the position of trying to transition, but like, let's just say I teach a guy how to run a crane. Most of the time when I teach a guy, how to run a crane and, and it's not age. Maybe I'm speaking up, but he's younger in the crane game than me. Right. And so he should be hungrier than I am because it took me all these years to get to where I'm at in a, th- this is just thought, right? Mm-hmm. But it took me say 10 years to get to here. And now you're sitting with me because these guys want you to learn from me or me to evaluate you, but you're at year three in the game. Well, you should absolutely soak up that I got 10 years, but take that, that hunger that you only have three and be like, okay, I'm going to outperform this motherfucker because I know he's tired. I know Mm -hmm. that 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 creates opportunity. But the truth is that people are afraid to grab opportunity when it's in front of them now and attack it. There's no reason that if, Spencer, if I come to your class, there's no reason that I shouldn't be picking your brain with every fucking question I got on. How do I, I mean, you're a master class addict. What I need to do is take what you're willing to teach and then figure out how to get as good as you at it. And it's not about because, hey, I want to take Spencer Lewis and wipe him off the map. Mm -hmm. I want this motherfucker to know that he can turn around and he can go this direction. And when he walks away from me, I'm going to go out there and he's going to look back at me one day and be like, I created a tribe of fucking monsters, bro. Mm -hmm. But that's
2: missing.
1: I know. I know, man. I
2: it's, it's tough. It, it It's really tough, dude, because,
1: um, yeah, I, it's so frustrating, dude, to be honest with you, you know, like it's, cause that's, that's like, you know, there are obviously, there are obviously uh, things that you do have to figure out on your own, sure. you know? Perfect. And I think that, I think that like some, I wouldn't say a lot of people, um, but I think just, some people just uh I don't know like like kind of how what you were talking about earlier where I was saying that nobody really asked me to do like podcasts or anything like that and it's you know um simply because somebody is just like too too scared to even try to ask you know um I feel like that is yeah I don't know bro I, I get super pissed off when I start thinking about how like just how soft everything is getting, you know, it, it's, um, it almost forces you into a, into a portion where you're like, I don't even, I don't even want to see social media. I don't want to see anything like that. Cause it's just, dude, I, I mean, I'll be on, I'll be straight up with you, dude. Like if I didn't have, if I didn't have, um, uh, a business to run off of social media, I would not, I would not be on social media. Um, just because i i I would like to you know not see all this weak shit that's that's going on but yeah anyways i'm gonna
0: be fully transparent with you too uh i think about that probably once a week that i would probably get rid of it all if it wasn't for like what i'm trying to do it's it's weird because like At one point in time, I would say that, but it's not that I wouldn't like. I like looking at Instagram pictures and doing shit like that. But the the more dialed I'm getting, and I think maybe you can respect this, just because you've ran at this level for so long. That's probably why it's even more of a drag for you. Like I'm just getting to this different kind of operational level for myself, if you will, just the way I operate. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's hard because, like, at one point in time, I would have said that, but then I would have sat and scrolled and like. But now I'm like. No, for real, for real. Like I would be gone just crushing in the shadows where I'm doing my thing if it wasn't for like I know I need this to do what I think I need to do to help. And like exactly. I'm only the reason we're doing the show, for example, is like I I only want to help people get better. Like I as I'm learning how to win in these things that are helping me win or helping me not want to put a Bullet in my mouth through
2: mm-hmm. through
0: hard times or like when life really as I'm learning how to level with this shit my demons even if you will it, it it's like oh wait I, I would be irresponsible not to share that with other people so I created this thing where I can try to help somebody else get the fuck out of the matrix. Because that is my biggest thing. Uh Hermose said this. I don't know if you follow Alex Hermosi, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read his I read his book and, and one of the things that he said is your pain is your purpose. And that really stuck with me when I started this podcast, because I was like, Man, what's my biggest pain? Financial stress, this, that, like I I'm not making money doing this podcast, but if mm-hmm. I can help somebody not feel kind of like what you were talking about, not feel the way that I feel about yeah. things, then that's the win. So I understand where it pisses you off and it's kind of crazy because this is a perfect place to transition into alpha country, which we're there. But, um, I just, I gotta say, man, like, I, I want to tell you, thank you. Like, cause I appreciate that you're building something that guys like, I'll just use me that like, we're, as I'm trying to figure out, where I fit in life, how I make sense in this weird, weird world. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that there's men like you out there that care, that want people to feel like they belong somewhere. You know, and and, and we talked about first from earlier, like that's one thing that they're doing. But I, I want to stress to our audience that there is people out there, groups, it doesn't pick one, find somewhere, plug yourself into a community of guys like Spencer, like what like, I appreciate that you're out there trying to build something where because I feel like a, a a misfit, like I'm not supposed to be in this time because I don't want the soft shit. I, I, I still have big dreams and I'm extremely passionate about the things I want to accomplish. And I still think that that's not random. And I and I don't believe in being just good enough. Like I, I can I will never fucking pallet being good like Mm -hmm. i i I won't do i want to be a fucking legend and i don't mean that in the sense of like i need you to praise me i -hmm. just i want to i want to be able to go and impact change in whatever environment that is that i walk into you know and i just thank you for being somebody that took that mindset and didn't let it just absolve and let it just go by the wayside and just do your own thing. Thank you for staying on social media and, and, and setting an example through doing your own work and through building a company that gives guys like me the opportunity to be like, you know what? I can do this still, mm-hmm. you know, like, because we're all in this together, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, it, it goes back to um, that, you know, I'm, I'm just too dumb to quit or I'm too ignorant to quit. <laughs> it doesn't just go with, the physical challenges that I deal with that goes with the mental with like me wanting to be off social media, me not wanting to deal with that. That is all a mental battle, a mental game that I say that I want to, you know, quit social media. I want to be off it, but I know that there is a much bigger purpose and um, there is a much more positive effect that I'm giving out and that I'm producing by being on social media. And so I have to, I have to stay there. You have same thing with you, you feel the same way, but if you fall in and you and you accept quitting that effect and that positive you know um, force that you could be putting out there into the world would never even be known because because you quit and so um that that kind of d- that does transition over into um into the alpha country stuff. Big time, Um, because that was that was a big part of my life, leaving the special operations community um, and really trying to figure out what am I going to do next and who am I going to surround myself with? Um, Those were some big questions, because when you get out of the special operations community and, and even just the military in general, man, or anywhere, a team, a college team, a professional team. Um, An old, an old job that you spent 10 years at, you built all these relationships and you have very, very close people with you. And you may be the only one that is now leaving that organization that you had spent the last 10 years in and everybody else is going to keep, is going to stay on that train and they're going to keep going. My whole team, when I got out, they stayed on and they kept going. And that is a very, very hard pill to swallow, and it's a very big transition in people's lives um, from going from something that you were doing for um, a a big chunk of amount of time, and then doing something completely different, or or not knowing what you're going to do. And so um, that that journey started for me in 2020 um, when I got back from Afghanistan. Um, I knew that I was going to need some surgeries. Um, I didn't know how bad it was um, at first, but um, I started out with um, ankle surgery in August of 2020. Um, So I do that. And then um, I start getting everything else checked out, come to find out um, that was gonna be my first surgery. And then my second surgery was gonna be March of um, 2021. And that's going to be three screws going into my right SI joint to fuse it. And it's going to be no walking for five weeks. And then um, I went straight into hip surgery um, to get my labrum repaired and some other things. So it was just back to back to back. And um, it wasn't going to stop there. The doctor was like, in a year from now, you need to get your left SI joint fused and all this, like all this, you need to get that. You need to get this. Like, you're not, you're not going to make it back. Like uh, pretty much this is done. Like all these things are going on in my mind and um, you know, with the war being over and stuff like that, I had a decision to make. Um, do I want to stay in and, and take the time to get fixed and, and do all this stuff and, and stay in the fight? Or do I want to um, go another route? and that's a very very hard decision because i had just spent you know a majority of my adult life my whole adult life working to get to this to this thing to get to uh, this community or to get to these people and i finally have got there i'm not done but i finally got there and now i have to choose to leave it or 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 to stay and um I chose I chose to get out. Um, I was like, pretty much my, my decision was, um, if there's not going to be a war, man, I was just going to be 100% honest. If there's no war, I'm not staying here and doing this. And um, I was there when we signed that peace treaty. I was in Afghanistan. And um, I watched everything that all of my brothers and sisters had worked for, including yourself doesn't matter if it was in Afghanistan or if it was in, if it was a part of the global war on terrorism, then, then it had, like we all had an effect and um, fuck. I can't remember what I was saying.
0: You were just talking about the peace. So, being signed. yeah. Then so you we were, it were, all go
1: away. Yeah. We were over there and, and uh, I had been, you know, me and my team had been running missions for three months already. We had been running um, mission rest, plan. So day of mission, next day rest, um, third day plan mission. And it just a cycle like that for three months. And then all of a sudden we're, we're not going to do that anymore. What our mission here is no longer, but yet nobody wanted to say that. Uh, so I'm sitting there, man. And I'm, I'm sitting there in my fucking room all day long and all night long learning and watching my partner force fucking die. I'm sitting here watching on the fucking TV screen. All these guys that i built a relationship with and fought with, I'm watching them get blown up to fucking pieces and they're just coming back and they're just begging for us to fucking help them. And And as, and as a fucking, and as a green beret, and as a special operator that I spent so much time and you the government spent so much money on me, you're not going to let me do my job. And dude, I would have people come there like these high VIP guys, two star, three star generals. And I would ask them, uh, they'd, they'd give their brief, why they came to visit, same bullshit that they say all the time. And every time, does anybody have any questions? And I'd raise my hand and I'd be like, what is our mission? And dude, that obviously pissed my leadership off. They're like, what the fuck is Spencer doing asking these questions that we're all thinking right now, but he's asking, you know, he's, he, he's not coming through me to ask them. He's just going straight to the source. You know why? Because that, that my leader that I was supposed to have couldn't give me a fucking answer. I'm like, what are we doing here? Okay, if we're not fighting, if we're not doing this, if we're not helping these guys out, we're just going to sit here and watch. What the fuck are we doing here? Because I'm missing my family's life. I'm missing my life. And we're doing nothing here right now but giving these dudes false hope by telling them that, you know, everything's going to work out. It's going to be fine. You know, bullshit. We're sitting here lying to them. And you know what the consequence of this is? It's fucking death. And and I was saying all this stuff while I was there in 2020, while all this is going on, and to be sitting here being told by these my leadership that, um, what we're doing is fine and there's nothing wrong with this, and like it, it didn't sit well with me.
0: Well, yeah, because it's, it's war games, it's just fucking yeah. playing chess without with somebody else's livelihood in their life and and dude not to mention like let's be real you're an empathetic person you you, there's a lot of pride that comes with the lineage and the heritage and the class of warrior that comes from the group that you're associated with and 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 like you said even affecting me personally right like uh what about all the bloodshed for the Mm -hmm. last 20 fucking years that Mm -hmm. was spilled on this battlefield and now you're telling me to stand down and watch.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> advise yeah. and assist. Advise and assist. Advise and assist. That my Marsock buddies tell me that. Like, hey, you guys mm-hmm. doing God's work or what? Advise and assist. Like,
3: yep. ooh.
1: Just yeah. Oh. Dude, it was like, it was it was very, 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 very frustrating. And um so that's why I decided to go. That's I didn't yeah. I didn't want to be I did not want to be a part of that anymore. And the next thing that I didn't want to be a part of is sitting there waiting, hoping that another 9-11 happened. Yeah. Bro, I can't tell you how many dudes are in right now hoping that some shit pops off. The majority of those people never went to war, did not experience those 20 years and so you got a bunch of people in there right now that got in too late. And they're doing their nothing. the The whole environment is hey, something's going to pop off. Something's going to pop off. Well, if something does pop off, that means that a lot of Americans died. Yeah, and, and, and I, want I that, didn't want to be exact way. exactly, bro. But you have this mentality of like, no, what we're doing, you know, means something, and what in in the task that we're you know going over to Afghanistan, like it means. Even though we just watched those twenty years not be wasted, but a decision at the very end have a huge effect on it. Why would you want to go do that again, man? You know, but I do, I understand it. I'm just not in. So I don't have that mentality that you have to have while doing that, that work. But the only reason I'm saying it is because that I didn't want to be a part of that. And so I chose to get out. And, um, so I made that decision in 2021. And that's when I started Alpha Country Training and Nutrition, um, in July. So in July of 2021 is when, um, I decided that all right, I'm gonna start really, yeah, I'm gonna start a business, but I'm gonna start creating my own community. All right, what yeah. I what I have, all my friends right now that I'm gonna have when I get out are gonna to continue to do the same job. And so I I want to and I don't wanna you know, um I don't wanna have a boss because I know based off of what I have experienced with leadership that I'm gonna be a better leader than of the the people that I'm going to go work for. So fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself and uh, started the company. I started the LLC uh, July of 2021 um, out of my guest room. And that guest room was completely empty. It had no computer. It didn't have anything. And so I started to, I started to buy stuff because I made a decision and so I turned that that room into just a computer desk and a computer. And then I started to go to work, um, meaning like, how do you ship labels? How do you what's a shipping label printer? How do you uh, bring packages to the post office? Little shit like that. Dude, I didn't even know how to pack or I didn't even know how to properly tape a box shut or where do I get the boxes? you know, to, to shit all this stuff I do. I had no idea. How do you start a, how do you start a website? Do I have to know how to code? All these yeah. things, bro, that, that, that I'm sure everybody asks themselves because if you don't know those that you're, you're going to ask. But, um, so I started to slowly day by day figure out how to run or even start a business, you know? Um, and now let, that, let me ask you ahead. this.
0: Um, sorry to interrupt, but let me ask you this. Cause, um, in what you're talking about learning these new things and these new skills, everything you've been through, like to become an operator, like let's be real, like that's kind of what your forte was, was learning skills and figuring it out and, you know, bumping, bumping elbows and getting rough with it. But did it give you back your sense of
1: purpose? Um, it did, dude. It, it did very, very quickly too, because, um, If you guys go on to the page and look um, in the very, very beginning, um, the posts were uh, me in the military um, giving that to you guys. But then what I was writing was really the thing that was resonating with a lot of people. And the way that I was able to get that purpose back was by getting that feedback from the community saying, hey, Bro, I really needed that today, you know, or I can really, I can really relate to this. This happened to me, you know, and I was starting thank yous and, and all this stuff, people starting to say, Hey, you're not alone. And dude, that gave me every single time I get messages like that still to this day, it reminds me of, okay, we're, we're doing what we're, what we are trying to do. Not every day, not every day you're going to get a message, you know, saying, you know, uh, or praising you or, or, saying thank you or whatever yeah. but when you do get that though dude it's powerful isn't it like when somebody tells yeah. you like bro <laughs> that shit like yes that I needed to hear that I can totally relate with that and you're like damn okay that's one more person to the tribe that's one more person yes. to to this community to make it stronger and to bring those like minded together it is my my company is strictly community driven like 1 100% and um, our mission is is to form and bring together those who have the same mindset in order to take things even further than what we think is possible. And that's like, that is, I will always run off of that mission um, because there's just so many people that have knowledge that need to be brought together in order to spread it. So that, you know what I mean? It's the, the reason why Green Berets are are good is because they are experts at force multiplying. It goes back to what you were talking about earlier, where it's like, dude, if I can do something perfectly, but can't take you to teach you how to do it perfectly, then I'm, I'm nothing. I'm not going to do anything. So um, that is, um thats That is that is super huge. And um, my goal, bro, is just to bring bring this community together to share the knowledge and then um, to obviously work towards a goal. And that's creating um, whether it's programs that. Average, you know, Joe Schmo can message us or email us and say, hey, these are my goals. Um, What would you what would you advise me to do? And then it's not just a, all right, here, do this program. This will get you what you want. But really like diving into who this person is, what what is their experiences? What, what are they really trying to do? And that's what I love about this is that I can actually get to know you by messaging, voice messaging, FaceTime, like whatever. That's what's so awesome. As much as I hate social media, but That's what social media is giving me the opportunity is to reach people and connect to people and share this knowledge and and just help people out. That's really nothing fancy, just helping people out. That's it.
2: Yeah. and Excuse me. I think it's
0: important. Like a lot of people don't realize like, and this is for the guy at 10 years in your career that's struggling right now or something, right. Or that knows, like for me, like that knows it's time to change that I like, the only reason I'm still here is because of uh, ego. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the only reason you're still doing this is cuz it's cool that you do this or I make X amount of money and what if I if I don't do this anymore like for you when you were making that decision to get out you're thinking about all the weapons training, all the badass shit, all the ad the I mean dude, it comes you work for it, but it comes with a lot of ego, right? In a mm-hmm. good way, but yeah. Like you get to do cool shit, man that a lot of people mm-hmm. don't. And to be able to like let go of that if let's just say for the average guy in your career to maybe you don't do cool shit but you do something that it took you a long time to get here and what Mm -hmm. you do is prestigious and you're good at it it's scary to think that i'm gonna go start over or i might go start here Where uh, and you have to this is so crucial in life and this is for the guy trying to level up you need to be able to let go of who you were like who you were is not who you are and Mm -hmm. who you are is not who you will be
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. You know,
0: no matter what, that's like period, the end, like no matter what, you're not who you were when you were 19 years old and you're not who you, and you're not who you're going to be when you're 29 years old or 39 years old or whatnot, right? Like you are just not that yet until you are there. And so you're always going to evolve. You're always going to grow. So I did a mad respect for you to be able to, because that's a hard decision, like I won't say I regret getting out of the military. I regret not trying certain things. Like, I had an opportunity to go to try out for school and do some other shit, and I I had some shitty leadership, and I just had a chip on my shoulder, and uh, we talked before, but, like, when I got out, it was 12, and they were they were talking about the war winding down, and uh, Obama was in, and your senior friends die, and not being able to do shit about it, and they're trying to tell you you can't wear fucking shaded sunglasses, because it's doesn't win hearts and minds, mo- just different shit, right? Um, yeah. Different frame, yeah. but, uh, and it jaded me with just piss poor leadership and different shit, and I got to a point where I wanted to prove I could make it on my own. Like, they did the whole, like, you'll never be anything if you're not a Marine, blah, 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 and like, look at me now, motherfucker, you know? Mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. But I- I'd say I'm more of a man, and I'll always be proud that I was one, but it wasn't my defining moment, and for you, like, You should absolutely be proud of what you've accomplished, things you've been through and this and that. But like now your mission's even greater because who would you be if you couldn't come home and help? I mean, the very people that you're trying to help, like, let's be real, like you care about your partner forces and things like that. I I, no doubt in my mind think that there's any illusion that that's not the case. But this thing right here, well, maybe not this exact one, but this what this represents right behind Mm -hmm. me. We do it for these people. Everything that we've done, I know for me, like, is for the people that live underneath of this flag. Now, it's just a flag, but the idea of this country Mm -hmm. and the people in it and freedom and life and pursuing your dreams and your goals and, and more and the endless opportunities that are there is why we did this. So for you to be able to kill your ego on what you got to the pinnacle, to the top of this, in a sense, right, or pretty damn close. And you had to let your ego die, but now, I would say you're and this is no disrespect to anybody in the community, but I think your mission's even bigger now. Because absolutely. Because you're well, serving yeah. us where we are. You yeah. are serving us where we need to be. You're, you're breathing life into old dogs like me, even, right? And I'm not old, but you, for conversation's sake, right? These older vets, like they just gave us a modern-day Vietnam. But your mission, the things that you're doing is reminding guys like me that are like, what in the, you know, and even guys are still in it. It's reminding us that there's another reason to fight.
2: Mm -hmm. And then,
0: more importantly, that reason is in here us. We have to fight for us, for that life we want, for our family, for your son, right? Mm -hmm. For my daughters and my son, and like my wife and your wife. And if we settle, and we don't stand out and we don't have men like you come and lead and teach and inspire and prove through action what is possible all of this goes away
1: yeah dude it was it was a huge um
2: because you know
1: and you've been told this that You as a infantryman, you as a special operator, if all your job is geared towards combat, what do they tell you? Like that's none of that is going to relate in the civilian world. And in that, that saying right there, dude, destroys so many veterans that are going out into the civilian world that thought that maybe they were going to do 20 years and then retire at 38 or 40 and just sit on the beach and not do anything, dude, like the the skills that i learned in in the army in in the military about discipline, consistency and what that what that gets you, being disciplined, being consistent, being a team player, you know, having honor. I I have seen like what what that can do for an organization. You know what i mean? And then, when people transition out, all they're telling themselves is that, well, what I just did isn't relatable and can't be transferred into the civilian world. Every skill set that I have learned in the military, I use in my day to day, building rapport, having empathy yeah. for people, and understanding what somebody's going through. And if you have an option for them or you have an opinion to maybe help them out or get them out of that situation or you have an experience that you've had that you could share with them, dude, that's like, that's that's gold, you know? And when you, when I made the decision to get out, that is what I thought about the most is, all right, how am I going to take everything that I learned and the experiences I learned And how am I going to apply it to this company? And it was very, very hard at first because I'm like, how do you relate weapons, tactics to, you know, um, supplements and clothes and and training programs? And uh, when I really like started writing things one side or the other, I started to be able to kind of piece together the values that were the same um, when it comes to what mentality. That this person that's doing this job and this person that is also interested in programs, supplements, you know, apparel, stuff like that. And, um, so I just took all those skills, bro, that I, that I, that I learned and I just apply them to my business every day. And, and 90% of it is how to treat people and how to treat people right. And, um, that's, that is my biggest like concern, um, meaning like my top priority when it comes to, um, people that are going to be on this team because right now it's just me and my girlfriend running this whole thing um, her and I ship everything out we do all the operations it's just her and I um, because we're running everything out of the house still and we don't have a warehouse uh, her and I decided to just do everything um, which you know eventually we're gonna get into a warehouse and and bring people in and, and start you know running operations but those are the type of people that are going to be allowed on the team and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accept anything less than that. You don't have to be a special operator. You don't have to, you know, have a master's degree, you don't have to have anything, but there are going to be a set of core values that you're gonna be evaluated on every single day. And if you can't, you know, uphold those values and you can't take those seriously, just like when I was on a special forces team, if you break those, you're not gonna you're not a part of this team. You're not a part of this community, and I think I think people I think people need to start taking um, start taking who the fuck they surround themselves with and who they allow their time a lot more serious. Uh, if they're not benefiting you, if you're not benefiting them, like if there's not a mutual benefiting agreement, dude, the only conversation that you guys should be having is to greet each other, and that's it. But nobody else, like you, should not be giving them. Um, an opportunity for them to spill their bullshit out on you. It's not your opportunity to spill all the shit that you're going through or whatever onto them because they don't need to hear your bullshit. Those are the types of people that you should not find yourself around. You should be finding yourself around somebody that is wanting to level up, right? Whatever happened yesterday happened. Today, what are we gonna do about it? And how are we gonna get to the next level? And where is our vision as a team, as a community? Where are we trying to go? How the fuck are we gonna get there? That's who I wanna be around. And guess what? At the same time, I care about what you're going through. But while we're doing this job, while we're trying to accomplish this task, let's focus on that. But if you're going through some shit, dude, fucking let somebody know. Let me know. Don't feel like you need to take it on by yourself. That doesn't make you soft, you know. That doesn't make you soft because you're letting people know that you're going through a divorce. My 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 chick just left me. Or I'm fighting for my kids right now for um, child custody, dude. People care about that. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit. I'm not sitting here telling you that nobody gives a shit because we do. But at the same time, you also have to understand that there is a fucking job that needs to get done, and we're on a mission. These people that are here on your team, we gotta accomplish that mission first, and then we we can hey, the secondary shit, the, uh, the, all that personal stuff. Let's take care of that. Let's get that. Let's do what we need to do to get that done, and and get that taken care of. Um, and this is huge, a huge lesson learned from my leadership in the army. That's yeah. like the
0: time and place. Mm-hmm. There's a time mm-hmm. and a place, not that I don't want to hear, or I don't care, mm-hmm. but you got to be able to shut it off. You, yes. you have to be able to shut it off. And, and, and more importantly, you need to be able to shut it off so that you can just operate at the things you still need to do. Even outside mm-hmm. of the military, like you, you need to, in your life, be able to know when to turn it on and turn it off and and Mm -hmm. more importantly you need to know that you have the control to be above your emotions and yes to operate outside of distraction like day Mm -hmm. to day yeah yeah yeah. incredible perspective so let me ask you this because um i I, want to respect your time you got other shit to do today no dude i I, I I got all day we can
1: hey we can go forever Um, i'm good
0: i want to know what um um before we get into Q and A's, I, I do want to know. So let's go through the name Operation. I mean Alpha Country, but like you're wearing mm-hmm. that shirt, Operation Alpha. What is that to you? And I, and this isn't for Q and A purposes. I just I really want to describe. Tell us what this tribe is and where it comes from and what an alpha is to you. You know what I mean? Give walk me through Alpha Country. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when I was over in Afghanistan, um, we had a um, group of guys uh, called NMRG, National Mine Resistance Group. And um, what these guys would do is they would attach themselves to us special operators, and they would always walk two or three steps in front of us uh, when we're on the ground doing a raid at nighttime. They're in front of us a couple steps to take, um, first off, to find the IEDs um, and save our lives. But if something does happen, they're gonna take, they wanna take the, the pain for it. Well, uh, those same guys uh, would always talk about how uh, I don't. They had must have heard like the the name Alpha or heard, learned what Alpha meant um, either while we were there or before we were there because that's like what these guys would call us. You know, they would call us Alphas and stuff like that. Um, but what I really started, it wasn't us that they were talking about. It was the Americans. The Americans no. are are the alphas because you, you know this. When Americans showed up into a village in an oppressed area, they knew some shit was about to go down. They knew that the alphas had just got there. And I know this – dude, this – if you're listening to this and this sounds like cheesy to you, trust me. I get it because I'm the one that had to name the company this after seeing all these people use this name, Alpha with without justice. You got these people yeah. that are running around saying that they're alpha or using alpha. Next thing you know, it's a dude wearing a sports bra, like all this shit, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there there Disgusting. is a strong there's a strong um definition of what in alpha or something that is alpha. You know, there's there, it's anyways. So, I just it, it came to me um that dude America is the alpha country. When you Go to any other country. The dude that they're, or the the people, the, the group that they're scared of, they don't want to come here to fight. Is America. Everywhere you go, doesn't matter where you go, and and so I wanted this company and this mindset to represent America. And so I'm like, well, let's just call it the Alpha Country, because that's what that's what the people that are going to be a part of this community, that's going to be where they're from, that's going to be who they are, and, and that's who we're going to bring together. And so this company and the name around it is yeah. driven towards the American mindset that when we were at the most powerful time in America, when we were at its strongest, that alpha mindset was at its, you know, at its biggest. Yeah. It was at its most power. And and that's what I would like to to get back to. And hopefully when people hear this name, when they hear this, they ask, what is this about? Or they learn what this company is about and why it's named that and what the values are behind that. I hope that maybe it can flip this switch that we were just talking about um, to get people to uh, jump on board. Yeah. And I
0: did. I So it's funny because it's you do when I didn't think that about your company when I heard alpha like cheesy, like cheese sticks. Yeah. But. It, it is funny, like, now that I hear you say that, when you hear people associate alpha now, like, I'm an alpha, if you say I'm an alpha, not you, but mm-hmm. if you were to hear somebody say I'm an alpha, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you want to find out, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you want to find out, like, who the fucking, thought? that's some cheese dick shit, but then, like, when I think about in the context of how you just laid that out, and this is just me personally, but, like. It actually kind of give me a little bit of goosebumps because there's that somebody with a sense of fucking pride,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like, no, I am the best or I am better than people yes. around me. And not in a way that like I'm better than you. Fuck you. But like I do operate at a level that you do not. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and guess can what? Too. Guess what? I'll teach you. That yes. is a fucking that is an alpha. <laughs> A dude <laughs> a dude or chick that is at a knows that they are at a higher level because of the work that they put in they know that they're at a higher level and they want to bring you up to that level that to me yeah. an alpha is not some just some dude that i mean yes, he is an alpha, but what we're talking sure. about here is in my opinion, in alpha and what this country is the alpha country, everybody in here is somebody that is first wanting to get to their highest potential in life and wanting to see those around them get to the highest potential in their life too. And if they can help out in any sort of way, then they will. And same thing goes with that person that, that they're helping out. How can that person help this person out? You know what I mean? It's it's just a, a trickling effect that I, that I am going to make come into reality. So that way, when I come into work, I come into the warehouse, or I come into the gym that this community is at. It's nothing but vibes of trying to level up and try to get to a better place than we were at when we fucking woke up this morning. That's it. That's it. Yeah,
0: dude, we—I jinxed you on that. I said that's it at the same time. Yeah, it was just give, I was just giving you a fuck yeah, Dale. You know, kind it's, of feel it's because simple.
1: Because... It's simple, but hard, dude. It, it really is. is. It's, but... it's, it's hard it's hard for me. It's hard for you. It's hard for everybody. But
0: you know what? There's something that when you say that, I uh, and and listen, it's not my company. I just want to add to the alpha thing. Like, hey, listen, like you, it's okay to know you got it. Like, mm-hmm. you should get to that point where you, can, you are confident. Like, yeah, I am an alpha. Yeah, I got this. But could you imagine, like you can, but when you can walk into a room and affect positive change in any environment, any room that you walk into, you can encourage people. When you can be that guy that people are like, that's the bridge to change. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the bridge to results. Like having a sense of pride in your standard of excellence. I don't know what's going on in my card, but having a sense of pride when you're talking about your standard of excellence is like, it's needed. Mm -hmm. We need it back. It's been lost. We've been lied to. It was, it was pissed on for a reason. And we're starting to, that, that to me is all starting to come to light. But, you need a tribe like that. You need an Operation Alpha. You need to have a purpose to be jiving at and driving towards. Because stagnancy is death. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. Stagnancy yeah. is death. And mediocre, and, and mediocre is poison. It's toxic.
1: Yeah. I agree. 100%, bro.
0: So tell me about what, um, before we get into the questions, because uh, I'm going to dive into some questions with you, but tell me about what you guys are offering. Just tell our audience. I mean, um, for our audience, I've tried his Bangalore, which is his pre-workout. I'm doing the, what is it? watermelon guava lime? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the yeah, one right I have. here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say, uh, one thing I appreciate about it. You asked me the other day, like, how, how do you like it? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, did, it doesn't make my face burn or itch, which I like. Yep. Uh, it takes me about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, to get going with it. Like I usually warm up on the treadmill for 10 minutes. And by the time I'm, like coherent with lifting. Like I'm just Mm -hmm. there. There's not like a overwhelming pump. I'm just ready to do the work that I need to do. And I I really liked that. And then I also tried, um, and forgive me on on the name, but your whey protein, uh, Mm -hmm. I I did a peanut butter pudding, vanilla pudding or Mm or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
1: a, it was a crazy flavor. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. That, that one, (laughs) that flavor is, uh, it was vanilla peanut butter pudding with cookies and cream and where that, where that flavor profile came from, uh, was in ranger school. Um, so MREs, you're very familiar with them. Uh, and MRE is a meal ready to eat. So when you're out, you know, uh, even campers, you don't have to be military, but say that you're going out camping for seven days, And you need to have like meals in a bag. That's what an MRE is, so that you can eat and they're ready whenever. Um, Well, in ranger school, we would, um, there was this MRE and it had um, vanilla pudding. It was an instant vanilla pudding. And then it had a chocolate chip cookie in there. And then it had a peanut butter packet. And so what I would do is I would make the uh, vanilla pudding, I'd make that up. And then I would put the vanilla or the peanut butter spread in the heater. So that way it would heat up. It was like melted peanut butter. And then I would mash up the cookie in the package. And then I'd put the peanut butter in the pudding and the cookie in the pudding. And so that's where that flavor came from. I brought, I made it. I went and got an Emory. I made it and then drove it five hours up to uh, the manufacturing facility. And I said, here, m- as best as you can, make this flavor profile and and so that's that's the one that you tried and and we won't we're going to do uh more uh, limited edition flavors like that but that was that was one of them um that I tried and and uh it was it was good um uh, but there were a couple things that it wasn't perfect like I wanted it to be and so that's why uh we're going away from it to re kind of uh retarget it and then bring it back at a at a later period but yeah dude I am um when I first started the company, it was just, um, training programs. And so, um, you know, as I was getting out that those fears of, um, not having a, a, uh, income like you were getting in the mil- on active duty, um, that's scary. And so how am I going to, how can I, how can I work for myself, start my own business, but how can I monetize what my knowledge is right now? And um, because your knowledge, your knowledge that you're transferring to people, um there is there there are there are some aspects of it to where if you're gonna start a business, you need to understand that you need to monetize that knowledge that you're sharing. Right. Now yes. I could go down a rabbit hole with that, but um what I wanted to do was all right, how can I train people to um either go into the military or if they're already in the military, get to Green Berets because that's what I like to do. I like to get people from where I was, get them to where they want to go. And if that's the same route, then I can help you. So my first program was a selection program. Um, I was, I had just had surgery on my back. So I was sitting there, not able to walk in. So I'm typing up everything that I did and I, I used during training and the workouts that I did, I put it all onto a platform and um, I launched it and I, and I released it to the community. Um, that is called Operation Alpha, which is what you see right here. Operation Alpha Phase 1 is what I launched first. And now we have, um, we've got seven programs, six or seven programs now to offer from whether you're just starting out. See, in the beginning, I was I was just geared towards this military mindset. That's all that I really knew, you know. And yeah. so the first one was all military and specifically geared towards somebody that's trying to accomplish a goal in the military. That's what this one's for. But then I started to get questions about, Hey, I'm not military. I'm not, you know, I'm just a civilian. I have a nine to five. Uh, Do you have a program for me? And it's like, shit, dude, I I definitely don't want to just talk to military people. Like I want to help, you know, the average person that, that wants, you know, my knowledge. And so I made a program for just, strength training. And then it was made a program for just conditioning. And then now we have six or seven programs that can gear towards anybody. If you are somebody that doesn't have a garage gym or military or, um, lifting equipment or anything, and you need to just do body weight stuff, then we have a program for you for that. And you can always, if you purchase the program or you you're on operation alpha program or operation elite, if you're on any of those phases, you have the full, you know shebang to ask us questions, email us d m us whatever if you need my phone number because you need it i 'm down to give that to you because if you gave me a little bit of your monies for the knowledge that I have, which is this program, then I want you to get the most out of it. you know I want to help you, and that that really these programs really started to um bring out the interaction between me and the community, so I could actually start talking to these people um so we started out with programs and then uh we transitioned to um not transition but we added on supplements because I've been taking supplements since I was like 16 years old. You know, I went to I went to the hospital when I was in high school because I took jack 3D before, you know, doing a doing a one rep max in high school in my my junior year, dude. I broke out in hives and I had to go to the hospital cuz dude, it it was bad. And so um, I've been taking supplements for a long time and I love it, you know, Um, my whole entire life or uh, military career, I was taking supplements and um, I'm already taking supplements as it is at that point. I'm buying from another company. And so I realized after about three or four months that I'm pushing all of this, all of these customers and all of this potential community that we could just have here. I'm pushing them to other brands that also have the same mindset as me. And I, I was like, that's not, that's not very smart if I'm trying to be a good, like business person, you know what I mean? And how am I going to build this community if I'm pushing them to other, other brands? And so I was like, all right, how do you formulate supplements? You know, where do you go to formulate supplements? Start Google. And I found a manufacturer and, um, I had already had 10 different formulas that I wanted to have them make for a pre-workout and um so i found a manufacturer and and i went up there and i met with them um and and we got the ball rolling on the supplements and we launched supplements in march of 2022 so we oh, wow. we're literally we're literally just like a little bit over a year um or almost 2 years mm-hmm. for supplements um so we got programs we started off with we added on the supplements so we got pre-workout, intra-workout, uh, which is like a carb source. We got protein powder. We have a, a superfoods, which is our um, reds, um, fruit, and then our greens for vegetables. Uh, we've got a joint support, a multivitamin for your daily health and wellness goals. Uh, we have a terkestrone product. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe too as well. Um, but we started to get this feeling of, um, and when I say we, it's, me and MJ, we started to get this feeling of like, all right, we I think we could add something more to this. How could we make this complete? And it was like, well, if people are going to be running our programs, they're going to be taking our supplements. We'd probably give them some some swag to wear to represent the company, you know. And uh, so we started off with making just t-shirts at a t-shirt company down the street, um, and then I realized that that is like the average thing for a military person to do is get out and start their own t-shirt company. And I said, well, how are we going to do this to where it's different than everybody else? How, how do I find a, a manufacturer that does shit like Lululemon or Nike or Under Armour or, um, NFQ was a, was a big one. Uh, when I first like started social media and I'm seeing all these companies and I'm like, damn dude, they're making some really, really cool shit and I started to like get intrigued with the whole designing clothes and stuff like that. And then now we have over like we added that on last year and now we've got we've got over well over 50 pieces of of clothing and it's not hey we buy this shirt from over here and this this company um slaps a you know print on there and then we sell it to you. No, these are custom made custom material I choose where all the stitch lines go. I choose the fabric. I I choose what logo. I choose everything that goes on these pieces of clothing um, for you guys to be duped, to be honest, to be comfortable doing uncomfortable shit. That's what I want you to be because I know what it feels like to be going through through pain, through doing something hard with um, average equipment. And I also know what it's like to be doing something very hard with the proper equipment. And if you're going to be doing hard work, I want to give you the proper tools, which is a program to follow, supplements to take while you're training and to help you recover, to help you build muscle or endurance to get to that. And I also want you to be physically comfortable during your uncomfortable shit, which is why I choose to pick the top quality fabrics and do all the research and go to these trade shows to find where this stuff is at but bro it takes so much more effort than i ever fucking thought (laughs) like (laughs) all this sounds good but holy shit dude it has taken me forever i thought i was going to be millionaire by the end of the year like i thought i'd have worker i'd have like 10 20 people underneath me like yeah dude people are going to come work they're going to want to come work for me. And it's like, yeah, that that might be true, but this shit takes way longer than I thought, and and that is that is a huge a huge thing for me is is accepting that this thing that I'm trying to to bring to life is so fucking big that it's going to take me way longer than you know doing a 50 miler and I can train up for it for three months and accomplish it. That's not something we can do here. There is no finish line. There's no end destination, there's no like my finish line is what God has planned for me. That That's day it. is is up to him, and yeah. what I and what I can do now, He has given me that opportunity to choose. And this company with what I'm trying to do, it has no, it has no end point, it has no destination. I see my son or my daughters taking over this business when I'm not here anymore, and fucking hundreds of other families too. By the time that I leave this point, we'll be in this community and we'll be having this thing hopefully last forever, man. Cause I, I, I care about it. I care about it that much. And I know that the effects can, can change lives. If, if I, if I just don't quit, really is all it is, is as long as I don't quit because I'm the person that fucking started this. And if I quit, I'm letting down every person that's ever even looked at Alpha Country. I'm letting them down, so that's that's my that's my mission, bro. Well,
0: good for you because uh, uh, and a good thing for us because quit isn't associated with you.
1: It's just mm-hmm. not a
0: thing you do, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Um, now I haven't tried any of your clothes, but I I'd be lying to tell you I haven't peeped them desert marpat fucking shorts a time or two. I would be lying to tell you I have not looked at those a couple times. Man, I got a soft spot for those short shorts. And, uh, mm-hmm. It brings back the silky days with a little bit of a twang to it, if you will. And I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to have to order those. Um, so on that, give us some um, – walk us through your product line as as is today, just kind of I mean this doesn't need to be long. Like you said, you kinda of already briefly mentioned it, but just kind of walk us through if, if somebody was interested in getting started with your products, um uh, the programs are kind of self-explanatory, but like walk us mm-hmm. through where you where you would start and some like some of your personal flavor favorite excuse me flavors and and then maybe a couple pieces of clothing.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um yeah, so like you said, programs are very self-explainable. Um it's really a, a simple question. What are my goals? Am I trying to work on strength, uh, conditioning, endurance, both? Um, do I need to work on rucking, which is a backpack with some weight in it? Do I need to do that? We can get you onto a program. Um, supplements, though, it does. It is very individual specific. All right. Um, I mean, just just for simple one, pre-workout. All right, pre-workout is not for everybody. There are certain people that that have a caffeine intolerance. Um, there are certain people that can't take certain things because it makes them feel this way and those are the types of things that we need to know. Um, so when it comes to supplements, it's kind of similar towards um, kind of similar towards the programs, meaning you don't need everything, right? If you're getting enough vegetables, in your diet, in your plan, in your nutrition every single day, why would you take a green supplement? Because a greens supplement is only there to supplement what you're not getting. So greens are vegetables. If you're not getting enough vegetables, then this greens super powder, you to take one scoop and put that into your water every single day. Now you have supplemented your lack of greens in this cup. Now you're good. Same thing with reds, same thing with protein, you know, like if, uh, I like to, I like to keep it as like, you need to be, um, consuming one pound uh, or one gram of protein per one pound of body weight. So I weigh 230 pounds. So when I go lay my head down at night, I should have consumed 230 grams of protein within that 24 hours and minimum. And the reason for a protein powder is to supplement your lack of protein. So if you're not getting, if I'm only getting 200 and I'm only getting 205 grams of protein by the meals that I'm eating, and I'm 25 grams short of that 230, I can put one scoop of this protein powder in a cup, shake it up, drink it, and I have just got that 25 grams of protein that I was missing. So this is the type of stuff that we need to learn about you is what are you missing? What is your current schedule? What is your current regimen like right now? So that we can figure out and pinpoint what you need in your life that you're missing that we have created in order to get you up to full capacity. And that's, dude, that's simple of I'm not taking a joint support or I'm not taking a multivitamin. Just something simple like that be like, boom, that's all you need. I'm not going to sit here. Yeah. If you, if you're telling me that you're good in all these areas, I'm not, nor is anybody on my team going to be telling you to buy something that you're already getting. Right. Yeah. Cause you're not going to see any effects from it. So I'm not even going to get so, you started on that.
0: Yeah. So let's walk, let's walk the audience through this a little bit. Um, and, and again, we'll do this at an expedited pace. Right. Um, and, for for our audience, you can contact Spencer directly. You can hit him up at Alpha Country, and at the end, we'll, we'll, I'll give you his social media's email. We'll, we'll talk about that, but you can contact him directly, and, he'll, and him or MJ will walk you through this with their product. They are more than happy to. Your customer mm-hmm. service is fantastic. Your presentation is fantastic, and you're very fast to ship. So uh, I do appreciate that about you. And I and disclaimer, I wanted to throw that in for the audience. But all right, so. And this is just trying to help people understand because this is important. This is very important, nutrition shit, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm doing 265 grams of protein a day because that's my target body weight. I mean, realistically, I want to go down to 245, but I'm still set at 265 from when I was trying to drop from 375, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a lot of protein, 265 grams. But I know that, like, here's a cheat for our audience. Like a pound of ground is just over or just under a thousand calories and a hundred grams of protein. So I do that every day. Boom. Right. So I got a hundred, I go 93% lean at 7% fat when that that's 130 grams of protein, 134 grams. And it's like 940 calories. I know that. Cause I do it every day. So that's mm-hmm. just for our audience's sake. So that being said, okay, I'm at that. I'll make that into a, I'll do some rice and shit. So th- there's 1500 calories right there. Well, I'm doing 2600 calories a day. Now, I still have 130 grams of protein to go, but being calorie conscious here, it wouldn't make much sense for me to then eat another pound of ground,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
0: Because Mm -hmm. that would be the majority of my calories. So, and I also know that I'm probably not when I get up at 2.30 in the morning to go to the gym from 3 a.m. To four thirty in the morning, when I'm doing that workout, I'm probably not going to have time first thing in the morning to come home and eat a pound of ground or cook a pound of ground, or nor am I going to want
1: to want it. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah, but that being said, I could then look at options to supplement, which is where I'm going to take. I, I like whole milk versus water, me personally. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take eight ounces of whole milk, pour it in my shaker cup, and insert. What do
1: we got? Hit one, one, what, fl- one scoop. what flavors? What are you got? Yeah. Yeah. I would do one scoop of chocolate milk protein. Um, that's going to put you on that right path as far as protein intake, but not spike that cal- caloric intake up, you know? Um, so having that one scoop of chocolate milk whey protein, um, that alone, because like you, see, you already said it, Dude, I don't want to have, nor do I have the appetite to come home and just blast a full blown meal that I would be able to eat mid afternoon. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good. Um, I don't like it and, and it's a problem. So you're, you're left with two choices there. Um, do I do what we're telling you to do right now, which is take that one scoop of protein or do I just not eat? That is, that is a big problem too. Of making that decision, telling yourself that if I just don't put anything in, then that's better than putting something bad. And yeah. putting something bad is not better than not doing anything and not putting anything in it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that decision has to be, if you're serious about it, if you're truly serious about it, is taking that chocolate milk protein, putting it in your cup, and and running with it. And, and so and now remind
0: me is yours. What, what's the what do you guys call your protein? Is it just whey protein? Just whey protein. protein. Yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah the
1: yeah. the only the only uh, the only product that we have a name for it um, is the Bangalore. And that's our yeah. that's our pre-workout. So. Um, but yeah, that's for you. If you're somebody that takes uh, pre-workout, then before your workout, 15, 20 minutes, you do that one scoop of Bangalore pre-workout. Um, you'd sip on that, you know, warm up, uh, do a little cardio like light to get into your world, let that ingest into your system. And you'll start feeling this like rise and, you know, you'll start feeling a little bit a um, little warmer and, and just getting into the mindset of we're about to work out. Um, there's a couple of ingredients that I threw in there that are a nootropic, meaning it's going to... Um, Force you to kind of get that tunnel vision, um, force you to to laser focus on what you're doing right now. Um, So let's talk about during your training. Um, If you're somebody that just drink water, yeah, yeah, and that's how I that's how I was um, for a long time Um, until I learned about what an intra carb or intra workout um, does for you. What where where is our body getting this energy? To, to do these workouts, right? Um, obviously, we know protein powder is to, um, when you're lifting weights, you're breaking, like when you're doing a bicep curl, and you do 20 of them, and you start to feel that arm get tighter, what you're doing in there is you're tearing those muscle fibers, right? You're opening it up to uh, push blood into it. So when you're taking that protein in, you're just refueling that muscle that you broke down, that you tore open to make it bigger, to get more space, you're filling that gap with protein. That's what the protein is for. So, and that's gonna get you onto the recovery process, but during your workout, so for me, I'm, I'm running a lot, say that I'm running, you know, five miles. I will take one scoop of Stay Ready Endurance, which is the intracarb workout. I will take one scoop of that and drink it during my run. So that way, while I'm running and I'm burning calories and I'm breaking my body down, I'm putting that energy source, which is a carb, back into my body along with sodium is a big thing in this product. Because when you're running outside and you're sweating, or if you're in the gym and you're sweating, I take it during strength workouts too. And I am getting rid of sodium by sweat and I'm getting rid of carbs by exerting energy, whether it's running or, or strength training. Um, I'm gonna refuel that with the Stay Ready Endurance that has a carb source in cluster dextrin is the ingredient, and then um, sodium with Himalayan pink salt. So it's all it all has a purpose in what we put into these products, right? So you got yeah. your pre-workout, you got your intra-workout. If you need something to keep you going, because some people work out for an hour and a half, two hours, and are toasted by the first hour, right? So you need something to keep you going. You got your protein afterwards to refuel what you broke down, those are the three big ones. And then okay. what I take um, after I get home from the gym is I start worrying about my health and wellness. So what I just did was performance-driven, pre-workout, intra-workout, post-workout. Now I'm going to start focusing on health and wellness for the rest of my day, and that's my greens and reds, and then my joint support and multivitamin. That's what I take every single day after, after the gym. You don't have to take a pre-workout every single day. You don't have to take an intra-workout carb every single day. You don't have to drink a protein um, if you're getting enough protein in, but taking a joint support and multivitamin. there's There's nothing out there that is going to give you the benefits of those single ingredients that are in the multivitamin and joint support. That is something that if you want to see the benefits from it, this is a product where you have to stay disciplined and you have to stay consistent and that's really with all supplements. You could take you you could take these for a month and then be like, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing the results. Okay, you got to understand. This stuff takes a while. You're changing your body. You're changing what you're doing. You're you're supplementing and you're introducing these new powders and stuff into your body. Give it a little bit to recognize what it is and put it in the right spot. And yeah. so give it a chance do two or three months on these supplements and if you're not seeing those benefits that you want if you're if you're ordering from us message us you know direct message email whatever it is and say hey I'm not seeing the results or I'm not getting the results out of it that that I want um, and then that's where we go in one-on-one with you and and dissect what what the problem is what's going on what Why is he not getting this or why is she not getting this benefit from this product? And then we help them and we and we um figure out the problem and we and we provide them with a solution. Um so yeah, that's that's how I approach the supplements.
0: Perfect. So give us uh flavors. Um run us through flavors really quick and then two articles of clothing you'd suggest, and then we'll move on. Close out the show.
1: Yeah. Uh pre-workout, we have sour gummy candy, which is our first one. Um we have a peach tea which tastes like Arnold Palmer teas. Um, We've got a watermelon guava lime, which is what this guy is here. And then we've got an American Popsicle, which tastes like Rocket Pop. Um, Those are pre-workout flavors. Our Intra-Carb, our Stay Ready Endurance, we've got America's Popsicle, Rocket Pop. For whey protein, we've got vanilla ice cream and chocolate, and chocolate milk. Um, For the joint support multivitamin, it's no flavor, terkestrone, no flavor um the reds we have mixed berry for the greens we have a kiwi lime mm-hmm. and the last product my favorite is it is a blend of creatine and electrolytes so a lot of people just take creatine uh, which is fine it's good but to get the most out of it you want to compound those two together which is electrolytes and creatine when those two get together they work and they work at the highest power you know and they and they retain each other, meaning your body holds more of the creatine electrolytes that you're putting in versus if you would do creatine in the morning and then electrolytes at night. Those two like to work hand in hand, so I decided let's put those together. Um, that flavor is a passion fruit strawberry punch sour sour dragon fruit strawberry punch super super yummy incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's super. It real.
1: sounds incredible. When do you take that? Um, so electrolytes and creatine, I like to take that um, after my workout, whether it's a run or a strength training, just because um, I just sweat a lot. I'm trying to get those electrolytes back into me, and then I like to um, obviously a creatine. You want to take that every single day because it does take about three to four weeks to really sit into your system. Um, you don't have to. Front-load it, meaning you don't have to take two scoops for two weeks in order to get all of our products. You only have to take one scoop. There's a there's something that I've been seeing in the supplement industry that uh, kind of bothers me a little bit. I'll share with you guys, and, and maybe you just have been paying attention to it, and, and it's just me as a business owner in this in the space. But I've been seeing a lot of a lot of companies um, kind of trick their customers. Shit tricked me almost. And they put these tubs together, but they only put half the ingredients, half of the amount of ingredients that they that um that that you should be having, meaning like there's 20 servings and 40 servings in the same cup. So if you take if you take one scoop, um then you know it'll last this duration. It'll last 40 days. But if you take two scoops, which is our full dose, then it's only going to last you 20 days. Well, this one, there's no one or two scoops to get a full serving. All you need is one scoop and there's 30 servings in here. So you're going to have this for a month, which I hate, you know, other products that 20 servings, that means bro, that if you want to get the full effect from this product that you're buying, you have to re-up on this thing every 20 days. And that to me, that, that to me is is BS. Yeah, it's BS. And so, um we put full dose one serving for 30 days in here so that's what i like my my favorite product is the is the pre workout um but two pieces of what's clothing, your favorite
0: flavor what's your favorite flavor ooh i would i it, You're it's, messing it's, with some new flavors. I've yeah, been seeing like yeah, I saw you, yeah, I saw you got a sample thing with the blue raspberry. It's, well, dude, you got it's, me curious, man. You got me curious. Uh,
1: but... It's tough because, uh, like this morning, um, I just tried mango pineapple. And I was like, oh my God, dude. It's so good. <laughs> um, but current flavors that we have, it's, it's a tie between uh, watermelon guava lime and uh, America's Popsicle. Um, The other two we've had for, you know, over a year, sour gummy and peach tea. Um, So I've kind of grown away from those just because I've taken them so much. But, yeah, I would recommend watermelon guava lime. It tastes like a Jolly Rancher or America's Popsicle, if you like uh, the rocket pop flavor. Yeah, for sure. And then um, clothing. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I am a nerd when it comes to uh, shorts. So I, I nerd out I nerd out on shorts. Um, our hybrid shorts are are awesome. Obviously, A- everything that we bring is awesome, you know. So, uh, but my favorite my favorite are the um, are the performance shorts, which are linerless, and then um, the stealth shorts, which if any of you guys like cry or anything like that, and it has like the spandex features on the back and, and on the groin, then you're really going to like these shorts. So, stealth shorts and performance shorts. You guys should definitely go check out.
0: Yeah. No, I think um, they both look cool. Like I said, uh, I don't know which ones they were, but those desert marpat ones. They, yeah, they, those, those are the,
1: stealth. Those, those are the stealth ones. Yep.
0: Yeah, they, those go. They look
1: sharp. They're, they're
0: they're hard. Like I said, I've I've peeked at them a couple of times. I haven't purchased yet, but I'm gonna have to add that to my list of things I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You like um, what size short do you wear? Uh XL now. That, XL. It's hard to say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but damn, dude, that's really good, bro. That's really. What were you? What were you at before? So yeah, like when you're. So that's where it's hard for me heavier. to.
0: Yeah, so dude, um, two years ago I was like a 44 to a 46 size waist, 44, but some pretty primarily. Let's say 2023 to start, even like a year ago, I uh, mm-hmm. I was a four, I was a size 42 waist. I now wear thirty eight jeans,
1: dude. That's awesome, bro.
0: Uh, and I could that's probably crazy. fit, I saw, dude. You are telling me because, like, this is like me when I close to when I got out of the military, almost sizes again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um and I it's weird because, like, I could probably waist wise, I could probably fit in a thirty six, but my thighs are just big, so like mm-hmm. I got thirty eights or kind of. It just depends on who makes it, but like, yeah, I yeah. could probably fit in honestly a thirty six. Ways. Yeah. So, but I put on these XL shirts from a, a friend of mine's company that um, that they work. I I was like, fuck it, I'm going XL versus the two XL, and they're a little tight, but it makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, I can wear these again. So, to put mm-hmm. in perspective, uh, pants are a little bit harder. But for for our audience, like, I went from a, I was wearing a three XL T shirt in to start 2023, and I comfortably wear it. XL t-shirt New
1: yeah oh, well, that is so yeah. awesome dude you should be so proud of yourself man for real
0: i am uh, i seriously that. bro i appreciate that and i'm gonna have to check out some of your gear like i said i I'm, I'm here to support i'm happy to support i love what you're doing and i appreciate you walking our audience through that um let's let's get to i'm gonna ask you a few questions i'm gonna skip some of the ones i originally had because we've been going for two hours 15 minutes already we just hit these people with a lot i've just really enjoyed this conversation
1: yeah me too man But.
0: Um, I got to ask you the pinnacle question for sure. Uh, what is a blue-collar barbarian to you?
2: Oof. <laughs> so I wrote
1: it down. Yeah. A blue-collar barbarian to be is what America is made of. Um, someone who is willing to get the job done, no matter how sweaty, dirty, or bloody they have to get.
2: Yeah. Or bloody. That,
1: it's key. Yeah. Yeah, that to me, dude, is like it that a blue collar barbarian is somebody that doesn't care what it takes. It doesn't they, they don't care how long and how hard it is, as long as they get to that end point for success or whatever it is. When the job is done, then they're done. That's what a blue collar barbarian to me is. And yeah. they don't care. They don't care what it takes, man. They're they're willing to get as dirty, as physical, spend as long as they need to 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 get that task accomplished.
0: Oh, dude. Perfect. We'll run that right into the second one. Um, How can someone beat their mind and learn to push past uh, perceived limits?
2: So... What I have done,
1: let, let's just let's just break this down. This this past weekend, I've never done I've never done a fifty mile straight run in my life. And prior to Saturday, I didn't know I didn't know how that was going to go for me. Is that is that is that my is that my is that my my breaking point? Is fifty miles of running my breaking point? How do I know that? Well, the only way to find out is to go do it, and that is what makes me stronger. Me, personally, I see a difference, and I feel a difference in myself when I go do something hard versus watching other people do something hard. Just because I watched you do something hard and you inspired me, that's not going to change my life but me going to do something hard and me accomplishing that that's going to affect me in the way that I'm looking for and the biggest thing is it's going to prove it's going to prove to me that I am who I am who I say I am who I tell myself I am who I want to be and the only way to find that out is to go through the test and that test can be different for everybody. There is not one single test that makes you a man or makes you a woman or makes you an adult or makes you an alpha or makes you a successful person. There's never the same one task. It is all geared towards you and who you want to become. That's it. And the only way to find out truly what you are capable of or what is your, what is your ceiling is to test that boundary, test what you're capable of, and to truly, truly seek out what that ceiling is for you. Because what you tell yourself, what I told myself three weeks ago that a 50-miler would do to me, it's not up for debate anymore. I now know. And so I don't I don't sit here and think like that a 50-miler, if I had to run 50 miles, that I'd be crushed. I don't have that question in my mind anymore. Because I just fucking did it. And that's that's what I try to do with everything with with building a business, with becoming a Green Beret, like I that's it, dude. It just I had this I have
2: this I have this um question for myself
1: with a lot of this hard shit. And it's is that dude fucking harder than me? And I know that like a lot of people say that this is unhealthy, but when you are when, when you are competitive and and when you're somebody that that can't just settle with an average the average standard and you're seeing other people exceed the standard dude if that doesn't make you want to go do something then you you should not expect anything out of this life you know yeah. you should not expect to get what that dude has or that girl has that you just watched you should not expect to have a healthy happy fucking life if you're not willing to go do the things that you see all these other people doing that have that healthy successful life you know and the only way to to find out what you're made of man is to test yourself and test that out yeah. see what you're made of and do something sign up for something which is why I did this 50 miler at the beginning of this year because I was like I signed up for this 50 miler 3 months ago and I was like, all right, I'm gonna choose something super fucking hard at the beginning of twenty twenty four to sign up for so that I can find myself again because I'm going through some hard shit. And if I don't <laughs> if I don't do something hard right now to fix myself, I'm gonna be stuck in this forever. So if you're somebody that's going through absolute hell, it doesn't matter what it is, I could list off a of hundred things of what you could be going through. But if you're not doing something to distract yourself from that in order to get better, like doing something hard, running a mile, five miles, ten miles, going for a workout when you haven't worked out in a long time, dude, don't expect to change because you're not going to get it.
0: No, dude, that was beautifully answered. I couldn't, have, I probably couldn't have answered it that good, and I wrote the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's an incredible knowledge, and I, I know people will. Uh, truly appreciate that, and, and you also just set the tone for the year by doing it now, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I can do yeah. fifty, what can I really accomplish for the rest of this year? It's undeniable—like anything yeah. I want.
1: And dude, how how boring how boring would the rest of my year be if if I was just like, all right, I did fifty, now I'm not going <laughs> to do anything for the rest of the year, bro? Like, uh, okay, cool, guy, you you did fifty miles, then what? Same thing, and this is where. I really wanted I really wanted to touch on this while you said it. It doesn't like it it doesn't matter who you were. It doesn't matter what profession you had before. Just because I was a Green Beret prior doesn't mean that I'm, you know, excluded from doing this hard shit in order to um prove to myself that I'm still that person, you know what I mean? it doesn't matter what you, what you were, what you did, dude, you have to prove yourself every single day. Just like when I showed up to the team, they didn't care that I got selected. They didn't care that I went through the qualification course and, and, and passed and did uh, really well. They didn't care about that. They cared about what I was doing and and what I was doing with myself every single day. When I walked through the team room, that's what they cared about. And, and that's, that's what everybody cares about. What are you doing today? You know what I mean? Like if you lost, you lost 110 pounds, Imagine if you went back to that, nobody would give a I fuck can't. that you lost 110 pounds. Exactly. They'd be like, Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Back in high school, you threw a touchdown. Good job. What are you doing now? What are you doing today? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, I did it a hundred percent. And, uh, it's funny you say that. Cause it's like, you, you got to earn that respect for yourself every day. You got to set the tempo. You got to continue to push what hard is because mm-hmm. hard becomes easy. And also when you do these things, um, you build confidence and what confidence builds is or creates is curiosity. And when you start to get confident, you get curious about what you really can do. And curiosity, Mm -hmm. I believe is where true genius and true excellence and true, like it's where you become the fucking legend that we talked about earlier. Like It's through curiosity through, I wonder what I can do. Now I do these things where I challenge myself with a challenge a month, uh, this year one of my goals is to do a challenge a month of some sort physically extra to like in addition to my workout so what I did is my own version of deads December in December I did a uh, uh, 100 deadlifts a day every day for December in also doing like I did my workout but I would do 10 Damn. by 10 or whatnot and so I did a thousand at 135 a 1, thousand at 185 and then 1100 at uh 225 right and Damn. so at the end of the month it ended up being like a total because i did a couple extra here and there it ended up being like a total of like 3150 or some shit like that right 3,150 deadlifts in in a month
2: holy but smokes also
0: yeah but it also goes to like compacting wins right like that holy shit what started at zero became 3,000 literally it started yes. at i'm gonna do 100 a day and then mm-hmm. 10 days in, holy shit, I've done a thousand deadlifts. Mind you, I haven't done a thousand deadlifts in the last 10 years. Full transfer. Mm-hmm. I have not. I don't like deadlifts. I don't do it. But I knew that if I did these things, that, that that's what I would build. So when you stretch yourself, what you also don't realize is the result later on, that's going to come from that. You know, I just picked up, mm-hmm. I've, dude, I last year, all year, I never picked up. I couldn't even pick up three fifteen last December, uh, of not 2023, 2022 with, uh, and I just did a set of 315 deadlifts the other day after not even touching it all of 2023. I've never picked up 315. Uh, literally last week, I was just like, oh, I'm going to do deads today. And I went, I warmed up with 135 for 10. Then I picked up 225 and did a set of 10. Then I picked up 315 and did a set of 10. And then I did 405 for one. And I probably could have done it two or three times. So I just, yeah. like, now I'm in the 400 pound with club with deadlifts. And I... I've never, that was a PR for me. I've never even tried to pick up 405 with fucking deadlifts before. But I just did it now. Like, okay, cool. So is 500 out of the realm? No, I think I'm going to see if I hit to 500. So it's just like pushing this perceived possible, like your perception of possible. Um, Moving right along, though, on on this questions. um, And this is for Alpha. So what's your big vision and dream with Alpha Country?
1: couple bullet points for you. Yeah. So, and I'll just run down the bullet points because I I went into them pretty deep. Um, Yeah. Number one is, is build a family. That's, that is the main goal that, that we want to turn Alpha Country into. And and that's a family, a community, whatever you want to call it, um, a support system um, within the organization. Um, And with that, building that family that along, comes along with employing hundreds of people, of families. That is, that is something that um, I find very, very um, intriguing and very interesting. And, and that's um, not being in control of somebody's financial livelihood, but um, being somebody that can um, give them a job that will provide for their family you know, that is, that's very, very important to me. Um, and then having a a warehouse and gym, um, for all of our, our whole community to, to be at, um, I've gotten a lot of offers from these, um, companies that are like, Hey, we'll ship your product out for you. You know, just send all of us, send us all your stuff and we'll do all the, the fulfillment for you. Um, and And that doesn't sit right with me or m j it's like no we if somebody's going to be doing anything with this business and they're going to be working for it and they're going to be contributing to it, it's going to be one of our members we don't yeah. yes, the manufacturers you know they're good and and, and those types, but we want to employ real people to actually ship orders out from our warehouse or our gym, and we're not willing to compromise that portion. We want to bring real people. We don't want some computer doing it for us. We don't want some, you know, billion dollar company to um, have some robot taking our, you know, products that you're ordering and shipping them for you and and all that stuff. We want real people. So, and along with that gym um, in our warehouse, that's really when we're going to start bringing the community um, together by having events and, and, and having specific dates throughout the year to where we are bringing everybody into a centralized location at this gym to to have a good time. Um, we have a vision for retail stores um, in 10 years to where um, we're not just online and not just in e-commerce, but we're actually getting into these uh, big cities and these big areas to where we can um, start Either building our own retail stores or getting into, you know, vitamin shops or um, GNC stuff like that. Um, that is something that we're thinking about. Haven't really dove like too deep into it, but it's something that we that we're thinking about. But we just want to be known as the company that can help you achieve those goals that you dream by using our products and knowledge that we have. Um, our team uh trainers that we're going to bring in are all going to be certified and have a a knowledge that is um that is able to be transferred. We talked about this earlier to where it's like I'm not going to bring somebody in that knows everything but can't explain it to you or me, all right? I'm somebody that even being a a, a an expert in uh weapons and tactics, um I still I still need somebody that's better than me to come in here and dumb it down for me and and teach me the basics of, of what I need to do to get better, so that's what we want to be known as
0: No, that's incredible. I'd say you're doing it piece at a time every day you every day you stay in business, you're one step closer so mm-hmm. keep keep grinding you know um and then my last question for you, and this is we're skipping a few here, like I said but um uh, this is for
2: i just I'm more curious like what is the hardest lesson you've learned yet? Um,
1: I would say to to never assume that someone's going to do the right thing just because you're willing to do the right thing. That is, that's good. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say it again. Don't ever assume that someone is going to do the right thing just because you're willing to do the right thing. That to me has has screwed me over a lot in in personal life in in professional life you just have to you have to be very very careful on who you trust all right don't give everybody your trust because a lot of the times you're going to be let down and um, that is a that's a very hard lesson to learn um, is how to protect that trust and not just give it and allow everybody to have it. Because you get to take advantage of a lot um, another lesson that took me a long time to learn is that there's no destination besides the one that God has chosen for you that that to me um, I thought that I was in control of when I was going to leave the earth and all this stuff and that's not true and and a lesson for me um, and it was a hard one is that I'm not in control of that. There's one person that's in control of that, and that's God. Um the last lesson
2: um, is that
1: people are gonna tell you that you have limits and it's not it's not a limit. There's just a lot of work that it takes to, to, to get there. And so people get these majority of people are gonna have this this mindset that there is a limit because that's what they put on themselves. And the lesson should be to never take what some what a uh, somebody puts them a limit on something. Don't let somebody else's limit that they put on something be the limit that you put on yourself. Is really what I'm trying to say, because I see that a lot. Um, I dealt with that a lot in the military, especially um, you're surrounded by a bunch of people, especially the lower totem pool you're at. When I started as a private, brand new guy. I couldn't find somebody that didn't have a limit for themselves. That was very, very, very hard to find. But as I got up the food chain, as I got from a regular infantry grunt to a special forces operator, the the limits started to go away. And that was because of the people that I was surrounding myself with. A lot of the guys that I was was around, they didn't have a limit. So how was I going to put a limit on myself? And so a big lesson is fucking just, dude, control. Care about who's, who you're giving your trust to and care about who you're giving your time with. Because those people that you spend your time with and that energy that's, whether you want it to come off on you or not, that energy is going to come off on you. And that same energy that you're getting from them they're also getting one from you, and so what? What is that going to be? You know what I mean? Are you going to fall in line, and even though you're thinking about all these things that you want to achieve, but you're around all your friends, and and you're like, oh, I don't want to say anything because I don't want them to like give me shit. You know what I mean? Or you, you know, think that what I'm trying to do is has a limit. There is no limit, unless you put it there.
2: No, that's beautiful, and um, man. I just appreciate your mindset, man. I do. I appreciate your mindset. You speak
0: my language, like the things Mm -hmm. you talk about. These are all things I think daily. I think about that as I'm pushing myself. I think about all the people that laughed at me and said, I'll never fucking make it. I think about all the times I doubted myself and I didn't, um, and I didn't try something because I, some fucking petty shit about myself, my own perceived limits. And, I think about growing up with all the things that people told me I could do and how long I let that limit me from who I am now and mm-hmm. how much I deprived the world of this the gifts that God gave me to use me for here because of limits that other people that's what just came to my mind. So I mm-hmm. man, I've got a deep respect that, for that. And
1: dude, that, that that is a huge that's a huge lesson in itself, bro. That that's the thing is that you you wouldn't you wouldn't know that you're leaving out this potential and you wouldn't know that, that you're not living up to what you could be if you didn't go through all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like you, you just never, you never would have known. And, and I think everybody realizes that, but very few people do make the decision and, and, and commit to the change and make the decision that you made. And everybody that maybe is starting out and where you were before the 110 pounds, dude if they don't look at you and see that okay this is this is possible i can do this because john just did it and i know yeah. john and he's normal he's a regular dude he was fucking up for 10 plus years and now this yeah. dude i can't you know i can't even invite him um out to eat because i know that he's got his shit straight and even though you may lose that friend for a little bit that could be your best friend you may lose him for a little bit but if he's your best friend, if he's truly your friend, then he will see that, damn, John is John is leveling up. And I don't want him to go, I don't want him to, to outbeat me, you know, and I'm going to join him. And I hope or I, I'm going to go my own middle. way. Yeah. Or they're going to go their own way. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, and I, that's
0: okay. Cause you said something about the, the, who you allow around you and the energy that is all that is so true too. Those are hard lessons to learn, but it's the fuck it. They are. I mean, they are true. And then the trusting people like God, what a painful that lesson that is like that is mm-hmm. that one hurts.
1: Cause yeah, you know, like
0: it, it just hurts. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't is, think
1: you're not, you're not oh. thinking while you're hanging out with that person that they're going to betray you. Yeah. You're not sitting there doing these things for that person thinking that like they're gonna just do you wrong yeah and, and so when they do the it
0: normally it's somebody that especially like in my and when i'm thinking about things it's just, it's like man yeah i mean i'm glad i went through that now i'm glad like i've learned that but for the people out there that haven't experienced that yet be ready for it uh just people are i i was told this by a friend a couple of years ago and it's stuck with me ever since but people are going to disappoint you
2: mm-hmm
0: like and the sooner you understand that like just literally what that is like people are going to disappoint you and if mm-hmm. you can just come to terms with that is the case there's freedom on the other side of that
1: yep yep i, I agree 100 percent, man 100 yeah.
0: well spencer we've been recording for two hours 40 minutes i'm gonna stop <laughs> for now i'm probably gonna have you back on because i want to dive into some more shit mindset you're a badass yeah. dude and i i got a deep amount of respect for you but um
2: there's so this much more to talk
0: street. about, dude. I know, because yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change the world, just like Andy yeah. talks about all the time. We like we're gonna change the culture. Like it's it's on us, bro. The time is yep. now. It's our generation. It's our people. It's our it, it's this is us. Mm-hmm. It's not his job. This is our yep. mess to fucking do, and yep. I'm personally taking accountability for it. And that's why I'm operating. That's why I'm interviewing guys like you, like Luke. Like it's our time. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent. It's our time. Um, this is a part of the show where I ask you, this is a closing thoughts kind of thing. Um, I always like to leave something for our audience with a mental, to keep their mental, the tip of their spear mentally sharp. Right. Um, and this is like a quote or, and, or a book recommendation, something that's helped you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do the two, the two books that have really helped me a lot. With what in regards to what we're talking about, are uh, limitless and winning by Tim Grover. Those two books, man, are are amazing. Um, I love those books. Um, Tip of the Spear, limitless
0: or relentless? Sorry.
1: Uh, or uh, relentless. Yep, relentless okay. and winning. Yep, yep, relentless and winning by Tim Grover, and then Tip of the Spear by Ryan Hendrickson is a really really good book. Uh, one of my buddies um stepped on an idea's first deployment from seventh group and um they were able to do limb salvage to put his uh, leg back together and a grew back together and he did eight more deployments after that on a team and then he went to uh he's been in ukraine on a um humanitarian mission demining minefields so that kids and families can can have a regular life and not blow themselves up um so that that's a that's a really really good book um I don't, I don't know too many quotes, um, to be honest with you, bro. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't, no. I don't really, I don't pay attention to quotes too much just because a lot of the, a lot of the things, the stuff that really resonates with me, um, usually isn't like words, but more of like what really affects me is the experience and the actual like thing that they had to go through and how they. How they actually like, you know, either turn the switch off or turn the switch on. That that to me yeah. is huge. But those those books, uh, relentless and and winning, they will they will expand tremendously upon what we've been talking about for the past two and a half hours.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, great books. I read both of them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed them, and uh, I'll have to. Ryan's book is actually on my list literally I have a list that they, Ryan's books, one of the books I'm going to be reading this year. So I'll definitely check that out. Um, where can people follow you? How can they support?
1: Yeah. So our, our business page is at alpha country training nutrition. So that's on Instagram and um, TikTok, Facebook. Um, and then my personal page is bluist underscore 10. Um, kind of, been focusing on mainly the business stuff for the past couple of years. Um, And we're just to a point now where it's like, I want to start a personal page so that way um, I can have more of the personal, you know, discussions and topics and things like that that don't have anything to do with Alpha Country Training and Nutrition. But I I wanted to start a a personal page so that way I can um, have the freedom from myself to talk about whatever the fuck i want to talk about
2: yeah no and then
0: for our audience this page is incredible i i really enjoy following along man it's been awesome uh, And one thing i want to do what was uh, and this is just a mutual friend that we have and he's uh luke luke kennedy uh, mm-hmm. absolute hero absolute just incredible human being and i got a deep amount of respect for him the same as i do mm-hmm. you um what was what was his thing? Is it Spartan Ten? Save some money, people, some money on their first order for you. I think his
2: yep, his code yep, is yep.
0: Spartan Ten on the Alpha Country. So if you want to try any of Spencer's products, check out a pair of shorts. Um, try the Bangalore. Join me with the Guava Lime crew right now. But I'm, now I'm curious about some other
1: flavors because you freaking ran your mouth. Now I got some other. <laughs> oh, dude, there. But uh... I got some. I got some things <laughs> coming down the pipe. Let's let's say that these flavors are gonna. Nobody else has these flavors. And that's a big thing I care about. I I want you to enjoy drinking what we have to offer. And if the flavor tastes like lawnmower grass, like, no, it's not, it's not what we want.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to check out the, the sour punch. I'll probably message you offline about trying to, get a list from you of things that you'd suggest yeah. trying so I can continue to support. But um
1: yeah, it sounds good.
0: Yeah. So Spartan 10 for our audience. Let's just give Luke some love. Use Luke's mm-hmm. code. It will save you 10% on your first order. You support two great people and in one incredible country, but Spencer Lewis operation, alpha alpha country, nutrition, bringing back American values and my new friend and deeply respected ally. Um I respect you. I, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your time. I appreciate, uh, sincerely, I know you hear this, but please hear me. Like, sincerely, I appreciate your service and sacrifices to for this country. Um, it goes beyond measure. As, like, an older salt dog vet, like, and one of the guys before you, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm thankful to know that men like you are still in the pipeline doing hit work. Like, it, I just thank you, men. I really
1: appreciate you. Yeah, And it goes both ways. Um, I respect the shit out of what what you did, what you do, what you've done, what you're going to continue to do. And I I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Just inviting me, man. It it just means, it means a lot. The fact that you want me to come on your podcast and, and share whatever I want to share on here and, and talk about the things that we talked about. It's very important. And, I just appreciate it a lot, bro. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Well, Barbarians, you heard Spencer's story. You're going to reach out. You're going to support him. I know I am. I do already. I'm going to continue to. And together, we're going to
2: change the world. So go out, crush it, and we'll see you on the next one.